Attention listeners of Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. This is a a listener Oh, hold on, let me think that through. <laughs> okay, um, we got to we got to come on, we got to okay, got to this is a strong trigger warning. A content note to the listeners of Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. The following audio broadcast contains correct opinions and astute observations that some listeners may find offensive or objectionable. This podcast does not hold to the position that occasionally competent film director Zachary J. Snyder is a fascist or reactionary. We just think his films are bad. Audience discretion is not advised. Everyone on Earth should listen to this podcast and subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Marvelous Death. Well, we finally did it, guys. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the three-hour ultimate cut. We finally fucking watched it. Well, that's three it- hours of my life I could have spent masturbating instead of watching someone else masturbate artistically. It took me nearly six hours, to be honest, to watch the movie because I kept having to pause to take notes. And also Jesse Eisenberg's performance is so terrible. I needed to get up and walk away and decompress after every he, time he came he, on screen. He really is awful. Um, it, I, it's, it, if not as bad as Jared Leto Joker, worse because like, he actually has more screen time. Maybe the single overall like worst individual thing you can pick out about this movie, uh, definitely the the Jesse Eisenberg performance. I think like I think conceptually, like it's not a bad concept necessarily. It's just Eisenberg is very badly miscast, as I think he maybe has always been throughout his career. Yeah, he's um, like a. Dis, not even I not even a discount Michael Sarah well, he, he's like that's how he started who you get when you yeah become something like 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 a really shoddy Woody Allen I don't know um, oh God but I had a moment just watching him mug and be all awkwardly arch and ranting and everything I I had like a vision of a parallel dimension where Glenn Howerton was cast as Lex Luthor in that this. it that was ten times better he could like he could make that perfect. Work. Fucking perfect. Like, because we already know Glenn Howerton can play a psycho. Like, Dennis is just a psycho. I've contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. Be gone, vile man. Be gone from me. A starter car. This car is a finisher car. A transporter of gods. The golden god. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. If you just let Lex Luthor be a full-out psycho. Yeah, like, like, like it, would, it would just be like... Like, like, uh, not a big leap, not not to downplay Glenn Howerton's capabilities as an actor, but it wouldn't be that big a leap from Dennis Reynolds to make this Lex and Luthor I mean, like, work, I don't think. Like, Charlie Day made the leap from, well, somewhat, like, he, he did Pacific Rim and everyone was kind of like, ah, Charlie, but he, you know, let the, let the, it's always, let the gang be on screen. They, they let the gang, let the there. gang be on screen. Um, they, they do show up here and there. Uh. That's oh, I heard man, Caitlin Olsen and Finding Dory, of all places. That's definitely like uh, I did. I want to do something my kids can watch kind of move. Um, oh, was she doing a racist accent like D does? No, no, she was a, like a whale <laughs> or something. Um, oh, oh, so she wasn't a pelican or a bird? No, that probably would have been a little on the nose, eh? It, true. Um, 
But uh, honestly, I do think like actually like like of the four main characters, like Glenn Howerton might be like the best overall actor. But I mean, it's not like I've got a ton of material for comparison. But like he probably should be getting like more varied work than he has that I'm aware of. Well, I mean, according to uh, New Yorker writer Richard Brody, uh, who wrote in 2016 that Batman v Superman is Democrats versus Republicans, and if we get bored enough talking about this movie, which I can't really imagine we will, uh, this 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 article's bad. This article's bad, but uh, more the, like the worst Brody. thing this guy, yeah, the worst thing this guy does is he refers to jesse eisenberg in this movie as giving a gleeful and inventive performance ah uh, you could say that like, i wouldn't yeah yeah gleeful and inventive in like the ways i think of like killing myself watching it it's i, I re watching this like i really got the sense and it's like the same thing with jared leto it's in uh thing is he's like oh Oh, this is the next big Batman movie. I'm gonna yeah, be thought, I'm gonna he be Heath Ledger, Ledger in the Dark Knight. I'm gonna be Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. I'm gonna have this mm -mm. like character with all these ticks and all these mannerisms and all this character, and it's I'm gonna bring some have all this great dialogue, all these all these all these profound and witty, quasi poetical nefarious things to say, and it's like, nah, sorry, dude, you're not Heath Ledger. Um, no. Heath Ledger was a Thanks. real actor, and that's why he died of a drug overdose, like all real actors do. Um, you know, drug overdose or alcohol addiction. I mean, that's not really true, but it's taken too many of our of our uh, our good ones. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I I imagine Philip we'll eventually Seymour talk Hoffman. about Joker. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman died too 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 soon before uh, being cast in a theoretical Christian biopic, which also uh, Lex Luthor does the with does like the Christian hmm? like at various points in the movie is doing yeah. like the Christian hmm. Yeah. Yes. True. Um no. There we go. Hmm. Yeah. It's oh, but it's Christian has more charisma and screen presence than Jesse Eisenberg in this movie um you know what might as i might as well just like share my synopsis of this movie which i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm not just imagining jesse eisenberg like screaming into his phone at superman doing a curse yeehaw miha <laughs> that would have made the climax so much funnier like when he's talking to batman or superman on the top of the building after yeah. he like drops lois lane it's just, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not even confident in my own summary of how, like, th because this movie, A, this movie's, we watched the ultimate cut, so it's three hours plus in two minutes fucking long. More like the penultimate um, cut, because it never ends. The, yeah. Um, and even, I'm, I'm sure the theatrical cut which we, we weren't going to waste our time watching the theatrical cut because a snyder heads would have yelled at us and been like you're not watching his true vision well also like yeah i want to watch like well, yeah the, the more intended like because i mean that's kind exactly. of what we wanted to do because we at, at least to start with i found 
And I like ever since I like watched Sucker Punch, I found like Snyder kind of a hard guy to figure out. But I think that's just like, like we're we're reading it, like 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 we're like he's kind of easy, I think, to misread, because uh, he operates like. A, a little smarter than a lot of people give him credit for, which is like a really low bar to clear, but also like also really literal. Like, yeah, he's film director, very literal. Think, oh, is this symbolic? Is this ironic? It's like it is, but like at a really literal level, like, yeah, you're, like you're 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 like reaching past what's there because you're conditioned to kind of like look uh, at, at it kind of at a different angle. So I can't say I've fully captured the essence of this movie's plot because even while writing this synopsis I realize hey there are like plot elements in this movie that either don't go anywhere or like so vaguely tied in that it's like why is this even in here it's it's three movies bolted together and at least one of those movies is the studio's fault and Uh, and the other is a 45 minute Justice League trailer yeah okay Um, so well, that, that right. one's the uh, one that's the studio's fault. And then the yeah. other two movies are The Death of Superman and Batman versus Superman. Um, and this, this would be a much better movie if it was not two of those three things. If it was just more focused. It's like a it's like a mid-2010 Simpsons episode. Uh, yeah. Give me that one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah! Soldier Boy, tell I got this new dance for y'all called a soldier boy. You got a punch then crank back three times from left to right. The year is 2016. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are duking it out on the presidential campaign trail. Pro-life Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia dies anyway. Everyone's dicks are out for Harambe. And Warner Brothers unleashes two new studio-intervened DC Extended Cinematic Universe movies onto an unsuspecting and largely hostile American public. As the second entry in the DCU and Zack Snyder's follow-up to Man of Steel, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice takes every elementary school boy's favorite hypothetical superhero scenario and turns it into another loud, stupid, and confusing 9-11 allegory. Henry Cavill returns as Dr. Manhattan, I mean Superman. Still a miserable space Jesus, burdened with great power, great responsibility, and billions of dollars in infrastructural damage, and probably a couple hundred lives too. Has Daily Planet's roving reporter Clark Kent reflected on any of the terror and catastrophe he caused while punching Michael Shannon to death in the last movie? No. In fact, he's much more concerned about Gotham City's rising crime rates and that crazy guy running around dressed as a bat branding criminals with a hot iron. Across the pond from Metropolis, Boston's favorite son, Ben Affleck, joins the DCU as Gotham's Dark Knight, now a jaded middle-aged vigilante terrorizing Gotham's underclass because he's still torn up over his parents' murder and Jared Leto killed his underage boy sidekick off-screen. While Clark Kent takes issues with Batman's overly violent brand of justice, Bruce Wayne is pissed that Superman knocked down his big-ass financial tower and cost a low-level employee the use of his legs. In the process of trying to unmask Superman's civilian identity and presumably sue him over business losses, Bruce Wayne stumbles upon a plan by fellow billionaire tuck pervert Lex Luthor 
to develop kryptonite into anti-metahuman defense weapons for the U.S. government. Unbeknownst to both Superman and Batman, Lex Luthor is pulling the strings behind the scenes, pouring gasoline on their mounting rivalry by sending Batman on a wild goose chase for magic space rocks to kill Superman with, and framing Batman for doing January 6th with a wheelchair bomb and a piss jar for Holly Hunter. Quietly circling the action is IDF warrior princess Diana Prince, aka Wonder Woman, who mostly just hangs around Bruce Wayne and steals his USB stick until she cancels her Hawaii vacation to help fight a giant CGI monster for a 45-minute Justice League trailer. Though widely panned upon theatrical release, the three-hour director's cut of Batman v Superman has fared somewhat better despite being a longer version of the same stupid movie. Maybe Batman v Superman isn't as terrible as we've all been led to believe, but I still suffer, suffer massive amounts of psychic damage from watching Jesse Eisenberg yuck it up on screen in a performance so bad it made me mourn for the charisma of Kevin Spacey. Man of Steel remains the worst entry in the DCU thus far. But don't worry, me and Stu are watching Suicide Squad next. Yeah, more like make the audience commit suicide squad. Hey oh Yeah He went there. He went there. He'll say the stuff that you're thinking but you're afraid to say. That's discourse too. He's he's good. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get cancelled one day. I mean I I've already been uh dogpiled on by Snyderhead, so you know, you're 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 due to bring some controversy next to the podcast. Hey. I do. You know, sometimes I get controversy and I because I've, I've done this thing and it makes Twitter so much more usable. And I, I believe everyone should do it. Uh, yes. Change your settings so that you only get notifications from like people you're replying to or people you follow. Or people that yeah. follow you. Yeah. So like if I say something offhand and like a million like histrionic crybabies get mad at me. I don't notice until someone else is like, holy shit, man, people are blowing up your mentions. I'm like, they are? Yeah, that's, I'm like, it's, an, I'm, it's a I'm nice guy, way for Twitter to shield I'm you. I'm that guy that they love to put in action <coughs> action movies who's like wearing headphones and doesn't notice that the action's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that little gag. That, I've seen that in so many movies. Um, Wasn't I that think, in Man of Steel? Oh, I think it was, yeah. Um, they like, in the in the department store, I think Maybe? the first place, the earliest place I remember God. seeing that, it might go back a lot further. Is Gross Point Blank? Okay. There's 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 a there's a pull example. from the ether. The the John Damn. Cusack hitman action movie slash romantic comedy about going to your high school reunion. Damn! Again, we're we're already talking about different movies. We haven't even started our conversation on. Batman v Superman. Oh. Batman v Superman. Okay, so. Yeah, all right, let's. A lot I, going on here. Yeah. Um, I think people confuse the quantity for the quality, maybe a little bit. Um, but I didn't hate it. Uh, 
I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't love Snyder Vision, but like the color grading is way less egregious than Man of Steel's. Oh yeah, it's the cinematography is much better. It's shot by the um, same Larry Fong, who did the cinematography for Watchmen, and also is a amateur magician. I think I yeah, I, I was just looking through his Wikipedia. It was like he's an amateur magician. I'm like. Uh, of course, Zack Snyder is friends with an amateur magician. Watch as I make uh, your cinematic audio ambiance disappear behind this piss filter. Because there's a few shots of Superman. They're all supposed to be like gold haloed. Very piss filter. Very Okay, very I was going to ask what you revolution. meant by piss filter. Piss filter. Makes everything okay. look like piss. Okay, because I was But like, maybe that's a reference movie... to Piss Christ. Oh, there we go. That's a nice, deep artistic cut. Not really, but, uh, well, because I was thinking, like, his, this movie opens how else with, uh, before before we get the uh, climax of Man of Steel and the thousand nine elevens, but from Bruce Wayne's perspective, uh, we get to see Bruce Wayne's parents die again. Uh, and it's like, it's like shot in this, it has like a golden sort of like warmer hue to it whereas the present day scenes have more of like a bluish like not yeah, that terrible not, awful like blue slate uh cement no, mo- gray most, mostly tent, we don't but, have concrete uh vision yet. yeah which i'm i'm very thankful very for. grateful i'm very i'm that alone very grateful made, for. made the movie a lot easier to watch than man of steel yeah and there were the actual sets like people were standing in actual rooms which is more I, than like, i can I would say, say for a like, lot of these movies Better looking movie than most MCU movies. I might agree. E- even where the action is still way too like rubbery. I mean, it's a low bar to clear. Uh, but even where the action is way too much like rubbery video game cutscene guys duking it out, it's like it's got more style and more coherency between the visual effects and the rest of cinematography and, and all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm I'm gonna give credit where it's due. Um, and like, again, because the part of it is like understanding why do people like any of these movies that we talk about? Um, and I think like that's the thing is is Marvel sets the bar so low that it's easy if, if you're looking for anything different in your movies. It's easy for these movies to clear it unless they're, you know, Suicide Squad or something. <laughs> oh, God. Well, at least there's no uh, no air cut we have to watch, which... I, I I can't say if the air cut of Suicide Squad is it's probably it's definitely not even probably it's like for certain better than the theatrical cut but I have no interest in seeing it unless I have to do it well, for this podcast. We'll, we'll see the unadulterated visions of 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 David Ayer and a, another great young auteur of our era, Max Landis, and we eventually get to Bright. Oh, God. Well, no. Okay, but here's... First of all, we're not watching Bright. Second of all... We're watching Bright. We've got to watch it. No, we're not. No, we're not. It, well, it'd have to be a bonus episode because I'm going to have to get paid for that. Need, need money. <laughs> Second, I read or numerous people have told me that Jesse Eisenberg allegedly... Allegedly based his performance as Lex Luthor off of Max Landis because he worked with Max Landis on American Ultra, uh, a movie nobody remembers. Oh, uh, no, not a, not, and not a person Max, on the planet. 
if for those of you who don't know, Max Landis is a nepotism baby of uh, John Landis, the director of American Werewolf in London, also killed Vic Morrow on the scent of guest star of two deleted uh, Red Letter Media videos. Um, yes, well, well, one one of which I like. There's someone, God bless this person. I want to give him a shout out. Someone just like edited the whole like double down discussion, but like put the uh, uh, showbiz pizza bear over Max Landis. So like, <laughs> it, like it's it, it's it's great because I don't want to watch anything. He's awful Max to look anything. at. He's, he's awful. He's, he's got awful. That, even just to look at him, he's he's got that like really like. I'm such an outrageous dude thing going on with the all rainbow colored hair and shit. Just we haven't even mentioned he's also a sex pest, but oh, uh, oh yeah, don't a complete monster, just like a, just like a just a total like brutal Hollywood narcissist psycho freak. Um, so interesting choice by Eisenberg. Um, well, speaking of speaking of monsters, uh, us. Speaking of monsters, uh, who who executive produced this movie, Stu? Uh, Christopher Nolan, the man uh, who's no. destroying. No, uh, yeah, well, yes, but who else? Uh, Jeff Johns, the man who's destroying comics. Sure, but no, uh, you're you're missing. Oh, I forget you're you're not you're Canadian, and not American. Um, yep. Uh, what was he? Treasury secretary under Trump. Oh God! Then, who knows? All those people just come and go with their yeah. Fucking jobs. Steve Mnuchin. Uh, yeah, it's this is a this is a White House uh, sponsored. Not really. This was made before he was elected to that office. But this and Suicide Squad. Steve Mnuchin had his uh, disgusting little nasty fingers all over. Um, well, he 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 that he's just getting in with the Hollywood sickos so he can expose them when the time comes, when the storm comes. <laughs> I mean, well, it's so he base basically. I'm I'm saying all this because uh, I mean, like this this came out in like 2016. So all of us who remember 2016 remember, or at least Americans in 2016 remember it being a very fraught year. Um, this was also the year of uh, Captain America: Civil War, which will chronologically be doing after Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, so this 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 movie came out at like the height of like the like summer of twenty. 20- no, this was March. This was March. So this was like in the Hillary Clinton didn't quite get the primary when yet but I, I, this is i believe this is right around the time yeah like it was like like pretty obvious trump had it in the bag it was like i think the only yeah. guys left were them uh, uh bernie and hillary and well in the republican the primary, it, was, it, was, it was ted cruz who was the last grab at someone else getting it but obviously didn't have the juice, the juice. and that hobo guy from Ohio. Gary Johnson? No. No, no, he's the libertarian. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, that fucking guy. I forget his John name. something? What the hell is his name? I, I, I almost said John McAfee. No, oh, no. John McAfee also ran for the Libertarian Party nomination, but didn't get it. Uh, that guy, um, God, you know, I have to look it up. So I'm going to go insane. Yeah. Don't. While, while you look that up. John Kasich. John Kasich, yes, that's that guy's name. 
Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah. Uh, who's the John Kasich in, in what, what he's like the, if we're, if we're going by like the stupid, uh, the stupid, like, understanding of this movie as democrats versus republicans that that guy for the new yorker i mean there is an element of that like we need to stop fighting each other and unite for the common good thing in this movie like there is a (laughs) i feel like there is a strain of that in there even although it's probably not like quite as neat as like one hero represents one political party and the other one represents the other like i think that's really stupid especially since that's also like the broadest thing possible he gets it backwards too because it's like obviously like Superman's the you know he's he's from the heartland but he's the like nice f like remnant left FDR liberal and 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 Batman's the like tough on crime yeah and Bat- because Batman's a because we Republican because because uh, this movie opens we we uh, retcon uh, well it's not technically retcon but uh, we. Take a look at the climax of Man of Steel from the perspective of Bruce Wayne, who also happened to be in Metropolis on that day. And Bruce Wayne was a first responder. Uh, yeah, so it's 9-11 again. And it's very explicitly visually 9-11. Uh, there's, there's a part where, is it, is it Bruce or some other guy just starts praying to God and then like hugs a little girl? After after they uh, pull like uh, the low level. Oh God! Wayne yeah, Keith. That yeah. Shot, he like he pulls the girl out of uh, uh, to like protect her and hug her, and he's like crouching there, holding her as he looks up at Superman plowing uh, uh, Zod into a building, glaring at him, and it's like, oh, that's pretty on the nose. Uh, I mean, I guess it works, but it's really on the nose. Also, um, you know, you know, for a fact, Tony Stark would have had like the Iron Man suit at the fucking ready. What's Batman? Yeah, Batman, come on. Come on, get your you don't have your your suit ready. He was he was on his way to make deals at that uh Wayne Financial Tower. He's he's he, he's mostly at least realistically he's mostly mad at Superman because he knocked down like his big expensive tower and took out Presumably 75% of his employees in that building. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that, the whole like the whole crypto division of Wayne Enterprises was shot to shit there. Raid as Bitcoin was about to peak. Oh, my God. Yeah. That. Um, you know, so many, so many like so, so many beautiful uh, GPUs were destroyed that day. But, uh, um, but it really is like it, it's a little bit the like like there's some Watchmen references in this. Oh there's yeah, the there's end, the, the end is nigh spray painted on that uh, billboard, and we int- and we introduce Batman a little bit like it ca- echoes visually Warshack, a little bit yeah. the Rorschach when the police storm into that townhouse or that apartment building. <coughs> um, although I did kind of like, and I always like the like introducing or depicting Batman from the perspective where he's like a horror movie monster, kind of like I always get a kick out of that in any Batman sort of do- deal. Um. Like the action when it's not like overly see like like when we're not like um fighting a, a troll from Lord of the Rings at the end of the movie, like is 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 Oh, they is, look is, worse is than Lord of the Rings trolls. Yeah. Uh otherwise. Um I'll give it that. But um uh yeah, so, so we get that and we get the uh whole reference to uh uh Batfleck and 
uh, IDF, um, all-time Palestinian children murdered scoreboard leader Gal, Gal, Gadot, Gal Gadot are are talking about some bullshit. Oh, this is the sword Alexander used to cut the Gordian knot. That's a whole Watchmen thing, which I don't think gets much attention in the movie, but is actually pretty prominent in the book. Uh, is the whole the Gordian knot thing? Yeah. Um, um, Zack Snyder just keeps making Watchmen. Well, this this is because Watchmen was a little bit like, of a, a flop, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, and this is, like, this is like, oh, this as... is, we can do Watchmen with like the real guys, the actual guys. Um, except you can't, because at the end of the day, like the point of the, like the point of the movie for, and, and I, I guess I just I'll take this as an, as an opportunity to lay this out. I think. Uh, I said before we, we, we established we do not we, we really don't ascribe to the uh, the the take that like Zack Snyder and his movies are like this kind of like Randian objectivist and or fascist no. sort of ultra nihilistic absolutely not uh, we we want to destroy Superman because he's 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 such a faggy Boy Scout or whatever it's it's more like they they want to stress test Superman to make him credible in this jaded cynical modern age you know it's not 1938 anymore um america's conscience died with that's what Lord Switcher did. america's conscience died with uh bobby martin and john um the fucking kennedys and martin luther king jr uh oh okay because at first it's like but there's just that wave of assassinations about? in the mid 60s right okay yeah. yeah john f kennedy america's conscience uh there's not a lot of evidence for that man like he's uh I don't know. The, the the CIA may or may not have killed him, but he was like not really like at any point the most progressive voice, even among elected officials in the United States. Yeah. Um, but I digress. So, and that's the kind of whole idea is I think with this movie is it's like we go to the the grim dark place and we have a lot of fun going there. They're definitely having a lot of fun with it, but the whole point is that you know Batman is. Uh, riding the line or going over because he's he's twenty years in and and all, he's, he's 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 he sees himself failing, and Superman is kind of pulled in that direction by Batman and by the machinations of Lex Luthor, who is just like a walking and entirely unnecessary plot device. Like all of yeah, the contrived, yeah. he, he exists to create all of these really contrived scenarios for Batman and Superman to fight when their basic sort of ideological interpersonal worldview conflict is strong enough on its own exactly for that fight. exactly he doesn't need to be so all, all this stupid other things stuff what is, so, is the motivation yeah, it's, it's so excessive and it's so stupid and 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 on the nose and overwrought and unnecessary but um the point is that superman doesn't cross the line and he pulls batman back across the line with him so it's trying to say, like, yes, this is the grim, dark reality, and our heroes are tested and flawed, but we still need them, and they will step back from the line when we need them to, and we can still believe. So it's just kind of like, like it's like yearning nostalgically. And you see this with Watchmen. Like, there's all that. It's suffused with this yearning nostalgia for the golden age of superheroes, which the book is explicitly, like, trying to undercut. Um, and you see it here, just like this, this nostalgia for like the golden age of American liberalism, when the bad guys were bad and uh, we were doing great things. It's 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 liberal MAGA, and it's like we live in this fallen post nine eleven cynical, pessimistic, jaded, brutal age. Which, but which as you notice, go they, which as you notice, and I didn't realize this until you pointed out in your notes. In sharp contrast to the MCU, where 
it's pretty explicit that 9-11 did happen in universe at the M- with the MCU because otherwise why would be there be a war on terror going on like during Iron Man uh yeah there's no evidence that 9-11 actually happened in the DC no, it's, it's unless referenced. there was unless unless it was referenced in Man of Steel and my like mind <sighs> had just it? like shut down I wouldn't be honestly. I've been wrong Here, many times on this podcast, but and I wouldn't be surprised if we missed it because Zack Snyder just loves pushing as much shit as possible in his movies. And I mean, like, it's can. just like we can't commit every second of of these movies no. to memory either. Um, but but yeah, like nine eleven doesn't explicitly happen or get referenced in, in any of these kinds of movies, really. But it's always like implicitly there. It's and, always and, implicitly and, there. and we have yeah. the in universe counterparts, like the uh, Battle of New York in Avengers, and then mm-hmm. uh, Zod and Superman's fight and the Kryptonian terraforming and in- invasion in this movie, which which serve that same kind of role. Is like like what like what is um, Avengers two? It's 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 kind of a similar plot it's that it's it's because in adventures 2 iron man is like i i i am terrified of of this this alien force this destructive force and it's bringing out my worst impulses and i'm going to preemptively create a weapon and that's bad and that's analogous to like the war on terror and the war in iraq being these kind of preemptive moves spawned by the trauma of 9-11 Right, yeah, and Batman is, is 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 doing that in this movie. He's he yeah. he's the preemptive weapon, preemptive attack guy, and it's like no, no, the preemptive arming, the preemptive attack is is bad. We should not let this trauma guide us to to our worst, most scared uh, impulses. Which, which not a message I really disagree with in sentiment, but it misses the point that. Right. Um, 9-11 was may- maybe for some of the people on the gr- the people watching the news at home, but for anybody with power, 9-11 was not a trauma response. They were they, they wanted to do all that shit they did all along. It, it was and coldly also, calculated and cynical from an America yeah. that's never been great, that never fell. Ex- exactly. So, yeah, speaking speaking of that, how how do we continue? Like, this isn't even like the we're not even through like the first twenty minutes of this movie because our next scene has. Uh, hey, Lois. I kind of want to talk about that opening action scene where Lois is doing white people journalism in Africa, and then oh, later yeah. she's shocked to find out that the United States is supplying weaponry to a civil war that uh, the U.S. claims it is completely neutral in. I, I can't believe. Well, I mean, it later turns out to be Lex Luthor, and I don't know if that's supposed to be part of the government or not. But but it's but yeah, Fucking and it's no. like holy shit! I can't believe the CIA would embed a spy in with journalist credentials. That's fucking crazy. Well, well, there the again the big emphasis for Lois Lane is she's a journalist. So that is like the, her whole we get character. that we get we get a great. Uh, this this movie also has uh, uh, David S. Boyer's back co-writing the screenplay. Who who else co-wrote with, this uh, movie? With um oh I had it in my head now it's gone. Uh, um any anyways uh, Lois goes is sent to Africa by the Daily Planet. Uh it, it's later revealed it's like a 
CIA sort of Lex Luthor manipulated setup. How how Lex Luthor's grand schemes at manipulating everything isn't quite clear or easy to follow. But anyways, Lois. Hey, Lois. Give, oh, Miguel, give me that. Hey, Lois. Uh, yeah, Lois is doing white people journalism uh, with a African warlord. And, you know, to emphasize not only that she's a journalist, but she's a girl boss. Uh, the warlord says, they did not tell me the interview was with a lady. And Amy Adams and her zero Oscars. Unfortunately, I, I do. I Jokes aside, I do think Amy Adams is a pretty good actress, but... Uh, we get yeah, some partial just, Amy Adams nudity in this, although despite the I said that was the no funniest titty. notes. That's the funniest. But yeah, she says, I'm not a lady. I'm a journalist. Oh, that's really bad. That's so fucking it's, lame, man. Oh, that, that, and then and then what is it? Jimmy Olsen is the guy with her supposed to be Jimmy Olsen, like the kid from the Superman. Yeah, Comics, he gets burnt. He gets shot in the fucking face. Oh, the other writer is Chris Terrio, whose only notable credit before this is Argo, another. Uh, oh yeah, Academy uh, film. I th- I think he won the Oscar for that. Damn, this is just we got we got like we got a stacked Oscar winner like cast or Oscar nominees and the cast, uh, Oscar nominated co writer. And I, I somehow mean, how, this outside, movie is still brain dead. Outside Eisenberg, it's a good cast. Um, yeah, I, I like, can't, I, we can't, I like we can't discuss just, Batman quite a bit, actually. Uh, I, I do too. I mean, and he, I'm not just saying that because he's, movie, uh, to be I, and I'm not just saying that because Ben Affleck is of the tribe and by <laughs> the tribe, I mean, Bostonian, uh, like I, every, you know what, right. I know the Afflecks are kind of controversial, whatnot. Like we're not, I'm not touching Casey Affleck. But it, it's it's so. Oh, but he's touching you, whether you want it or not. Uh, uh, but it's it's always a gift whenever we get a new picture of Ben Affleck, either like looking disgruntled, like the famous one of him smoking a cigarette, like why the fuck am I here, or just slouching, schlubby, like holding Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like I think there's a picture of him kissing, like making out with J Lo. And he's just like fumbling Dunkin' Donuts in his other arm. It's just—I feel it, like that's, that, that's that poor guy just needs to stop dating women named Jennifer. It seems to only go badly for him. Well, I—I I, I believe in the I between believe in the Jennifer. I believe in Jennifer. Jennifer two point the, the new the 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 remix. The, but the re, last one the was Jennifer. That didn't work either. Yeah, but this is the OG Jennifer. Yeah, see, we're going back. It's we're getting Y two K nostalgia, right? Yes, ben exactly. Affleck's back with Jennifer Love, Geely too. Geely too. I was just about to say Geely too. Uh, yeah. So this this fucking African scene is uh, is there's so much fucking going on because I guess they're like sex slaves and there's a pile of bodies that are set on fire. But as soon as like the African warlord has Lois held hostage. That's when Superman intervenes. He yeah. he just saves Lois. He doesn't even attempt to save like presumably these women who well, have been. If, if I remember correctly, captured. Like, but then again, this is all being contrived and, yeah, by, by Lex, Lex Luthor. So I think everybody else. So it doesn't gets, matter. Everybody else gets murked before Superman. But yeah, that, that's and then he was like, paying. 
he's paying that black lady who is late who later testifies uh to congress but then like chickens out uh because she's being like threatened by lex Luthor's people uh she testifies not incorrectly that superman is a bringer of destruction and killed most of her african village which considering what he did in man of steel definitely believe that uh but that's that's another thing with this movie like because it's it's so contrived in the plot of like Lex Luthor manipulating everything behind the scenes that it, yeah just... and, and it it undercuts the whole movie yeah because it, it it offloads all culpability to the villain which which defeats the point of the whole like we're going to interrogate and stress test these characters and their morality and their their right to wield this power and all that stuff but again like like with Man of Steel that's the problem with with these adult kind of superhero movies is that at the end of the day their superheroes still need to be super and heroic like unquestionably because they're fucking billion dollar properties that need to sell um which means they can never go where watchmen goes or even close to it which mean which which makes all of the oh is superman like really have the right to wield this power the answer is going to be yes you can ask all you want. You can wiggle around the edges. You can hum and haw, but the answer is going to be yes because he's Superman and he's worth a billion dollars. And you need to make a Superman movie every two, three, five, six, ten years until he's not worth money anymore. Um. So, so the whole exercise, uh, intellectually, is just a fucking giant jerk off. Uh, Basically, yeah. I mean, a jerk off that makes Warner Brothers millions. Of dollars, because even though this movie was, I, I, it, the critics hated it. Fans. Warner Brothers only fans. I mean, even though the critics like hated this movie when it came out, like the audience score, at least from Rotten Tomatoes, was pretty high. There are still a lot of people who are like, even for the theatrical cut, like give this five stars, which I can't fucking imagine. But you know what? I'm, I, I'm, I I'm not gonna judge it. I understand it more and as a backlash to the Marvel stuff. Uh, Yeah, that's the only way I understand it. But like that's like 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 I think a lot of fans of this stuff are operating pretty much on the same wavelength as Zack Snyder. And they're guys that like read all these formative kind of like subversive adult gritty comics, which at the time was so novel that even if it had ideological or or thematic contradictions, it was just like, wow, they're Mm -hmm. they're treating this source material like with with this kind of gravitas and, and seriousness and it's so amazing to me as a 15 year old um and they're just still there uh and i don't even mean to say that like they're dumb it's just they're just operating on a different frame of 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 reference uh and i mean like 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 uh, we, we've been antagonistic on twitter because it's fun to antagonize like stupid people it that is, are, way, are way too tightly wound about something as frivolous as a movie um. Uh. That that they that they'd be able. To, but I, like I know we had a couple of people that were like gave us thoughtful responses, and I tried to give them thoughtful responses back because it's like, well, no, okay, they're engaging at like an actual level, but the guys are just like, oh, you fucking don't know what you're talking about. You're trying to cancel Zack Snyder. Look at this bitch. It's like, or 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 God. worse, saying you're fetishizing rape by pointing out something is male gazing that was yeah that's that was uh, amazing that's such a fucking galaxy brain uh, but i mean 
That's so galaxy brain. All they see is, oh, here comes another stupid. Uh, I don't even want to say SJW or something because that, that might imply more stupid, about their perspective. Stupid Libcock. Yeah, uh, but Whedon, Whedon fan. Yeah, here comes another fucking so and so trying to cancel Zack Snyder in these movies, in which like I'll extend a little bit of that because I understand like you know like like when Starship you know like we, we talk about like oh look at all these idiots who thought Starship Troopers was legitimately fascist. I mean, this movie ain't Starship Troopers, but it isn't what a lot of these critiques said it was. I imagine that must be maddening for someone that liked the movie and was operating on its levels. Like, no, you don't get it. Um, But I think just like those like dedicated culture war stand guys, as soon as they saw someone being critical, that was like all they saw and they didn't. Yeah. And and, like, I get it. I, I have movies. I can be very, very defensive about like you know when you love something your natural instinct is to defend it no matter what um but unfortunately y'all need to slap your diapers on and you know pull up your big boy pants because there there is a whole if there's one thing i want people to take away from this episode where like i can't imagine diehard snyder fans will want to listen to this episode despite well, the again, like we, we threw out the warning but like there's a whole world of movies out there you could be watching you don't need to just keep watching the same like five movies and dedicate your entire like life in internet identity and interests on like an action director who doesn't know you exist and doesn't really care well, I mean, like, imagine if you were, like, on Twitter as, like, number one Ken Russell stan account, and, like, yeah, all you did was just yeah. search Ken Russell and find people that's, to yell at yeah, because they didn't like yeah, the devils. That's literally just, what just they do. Rant at them. Like, that, even if you like something that's awesome, that is so pathetic and stupid. Like, it's, it's like, get a, get a life, doing? get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they might have, like, that's the funny thing is a lot of these people probably do have lives and jobs, and they come home from their jobs and take a break from their lives, and this is what they do. And it's like, yeah. like look, look, I, obviously, we do a movie podcast. It's not like we have a great moral high ground, but, like, just... No, we're going... It, we're, it, there's a special circle in hell for podcasters. Yeah, but at least, like, engage with this stuff at... Or, or engage with our arguments at, like, a, I don't know, a, a fair, reasonable level. Like, there's just, like, what do you accomplish or get emotionally or anything out of just screaming at people because they don't like a movie i don't right. I, I just i don't I mean, get stands i don't get stands and i don't get stand culture like i get having passion for something but like i just it's baffling to me it is in a world full of like frivolous like like i've got nothing against frivolous distractions but it's 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 weird it's so weird and it, again it, and it makes it, it makes it fun to antagonize those people on twitter because it's like wow look at you go it's like it's like poking your little sibling. Like it's like when you're like fucking around with your like little sibling and know they're gonna like freak out and but you get like sadistic joy uh doing it. It's oh, like, that was kind of like that. I I was the older I was the older sibling. It was my little sister that did that. Yeah, to me same. When we were kids. Oh, I mean, we did it she, to each other, but it was it's like it's it's not cool when you do it to me, but it's it's fun and enjoyable when I do it to you. It was mostly one way, from what I remember. Oh. Ty, uh, give me your arm. Ty, give me your arm. No. Why do you want Ty to give, give, give you his arm? So I can give him a snake bite? 
Jesus Christ. Oh, well, these kids are honest. Uh, uh, I was I was bullied by my my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, save that quote, everybody. Stu, I was bullied by my little sister. I don't know. Maybe uh, we should. I don't. Maybe we should, I don't think my little sister will ever listen to this. But like, she she might be a little bit mad to hear it described that way if she heard it. Um, can we can we talk about my little sister I was the still, Batman to my Superman? Because I am still not fucking clear on what Lex Luthor's motivations are he wants to kill superman because superman is a god uh, which is like a thing people keep saying but i don't think is like it's a thing the movie keeps saying but doesn't feel like really well established in the world aside from like one scene of a bunch of like brown people reaching out to like fawn oh yeah the super sad depressing montage of superman saving people and looking like it's a burden to him and then we get a bunch of TV talking heads, including Charlie Rose and Andrew Fine on TV. Because that's, that's I, again, that's another another thing Zack Snyder loves. He loves his talking heads. Like Watchmen was full of it, but with Watchmen at least it kind of made, you know, it because it's a timepiece, it made sense. But now it's like it's like overdoing it. This this movie is um I mean it's using the death and rebirth of Superman plot arc for the ending and the next and, movie. Yes. And, and as well as the Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns. Miller. And the Dark Knight Returns has a lot of that talking head stuff in it. So does Watchmen, okay. actually. But Dark Knight Returns, well, yeah. all through Dark Knight Returns are all these like talking heads arguing the morality of Batman in the background. So that's like, um, that is coming from like one of the big source materials uh, for this, as is just the idea of Batman Superman fighting, Batman building like armor and kryptonite munitions um superman getting nuked but in in the comic he flies into the sky to stop a nuke like the iron giant superman yeah oh yeah. that's there we go Whereas there's in, already our first watch something else movie just watch the fucking iron giant have we already done that one no i don't stop think we've recommended watch venture bros over and over again or yeah um, or, or watch RoboCop, which is always at the end of every episode. Just we automatically, like, without even saying it, we're just like automatically recommending you just watch RoboCop instead. Don't watch yeah. any of these movies. Just watch RoboCop. Uh, yeah. There's also like there's a line, and the only reason I learned this was because I watched uh, uh, the previously recorded discussion between Rich Evans and Jack about Batman v Superman, and allegedly there's. There's a line just because Lex Luthor just gives all this terrible. Well, first of all, he's Lex Luthor Jr. Lex was his father's name. Uh, I, I feel like gives, his his different stories he tells about his dad. Son. Well, the, the yeah. different stories he tells about his dad seem like like they might be kind of just like bullshit meant to aggrandize his like I came from down low and now I'm a pie thing. Um, well, yeah, he throws. He well, first of all, he's like at some point, it's like. I don't. Basically, uh, Lex Luthor Jr. was abused, and that's why he's doing that. But then he throws out that thing about how his father grew up in East Germany, uh, eating stale crackers and waving yeah, flags it, at and, tyrants. And then he has a different story about how his father couldn't afford textbooks, which is like, sorry, if you lived in East Germany, that was probably like one of the things you were like guaranteed to have was like textbooks. Like that's, I mean, that's I also wouldn't put it past like the screenwriters, the screenwriters not to understand what. Oh no, yeah, no, true, but it's like <laughs> I, I feel like it's like you know how the Joker always has a different story about how he got his scars. 
this is like he's always got a different story about his dad that contradicts because it's part of his image is like you know I came from nothing and my family came from nothing and we built this that's how I read it I think really the crux of the reason why Jesse Eisenberg is so fucking terrible in this movie is he's clearly trying to have his Heath Ledger moment yeah well I think it's written to be like oh this is gonna be our next Heath Ledger we're gonna have like a really epic Lex Luthor just don't you can't like no, like the well, only the only reason the, the only reason like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker worked is because he wasn't trying to be Heath Ledger. So, and and then there's like, oh, and then there's also like he's uh, Lex Luthor's like talking to uh, Senator Holly Hunter's like underling, and he just feeds him a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, that's such As a if weird. Just like choice. he's a weird, quirky guy, and it's yeah, just like get off the, the screen, fuck off. None of it works. None of it. It's annoying. Works. It's oh. so annoying. Uh, and then oh yeah, there's also yeah we already we already mentioned Superman fucks in this movie. Although Superman it's very does chase. fuck. It's it's very chase, but he does fuck. Like that's kind of cool. He does fuck, which was any he, he I, the the one thing I liked was there's the that little little part where uh, Clark's uh, making cooking eggs with no shirt on i th- i thought that was clever i thought that was funny oh i've cooked eggs with no shirt on it's not that big a deal if you know what you're doing i won't spit that much well, but also yes no i know what you mean yeah yeah uh but you know what speaking of i got layers of insulation yeah. here yeah uh but here here's here's the thing like because this is this also just continues the problem with man of steel being that like once you take like once you try to make superman this like realistic gritty morally tortured character then he ceases being superman par excellence but the, like the thing is if if man of steel's superman was not like it doesn't have to be christopher reeve superman but he was if he was no. more because this would be upgoing uh like you know s- charismatic s- like more like like yeah like just less like, less yeah, intense less, less yeah. angry less brooding but, but like man again of- if 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 he enjoyed saving people rather than like it being depicted and shown as like a burden to him. Well, cause that's like, that's also just part of the superhero formula. But yeah. The, but also the with, Jesus like, Spider- well, it's my, well, yeah. But like with like Spider-Man and stuff, it works for those characters. Yeah. But, um, Peter, but, Parker but like, Peter Parker doesn't, doesn't look like, miserable he's not when he's that, saving no, but he, he does have like, Oh, dead family member. And, uh, and like it's like he, he he's 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 on the it's like maybe that's that's the thing here is the back and forth between you know, your 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 the life you want to live as a person and your obligation to use your power for good. Um, but it's just the Man of Steel doesn't work, and it undercuts this movie because we need this like contrast between Superman and Batman. Yes, and like like Superman in this movie is a bit more that direction, which is weird coming out of Man of Steel. Like it's. It's like they're kind of starting again a little bit with how Superman is characterized. Where if I he mean, was the, characterized the does more consistently, showing him destroying Metropolis again. I, I mean, yeah, but so. like just just how he's like how it looks like his affect, his his vibe is a little oh yeah more affable yeah. And it's it's a more a affable bit. performance from Henry. And then Powell as Clark Kent, he's he's like, and it's like Clark Kent is more Clark Kent in this movie for sure, and he's. He's very yeah. much like concerned about how Batman is just trampling all over civil liberties and, and all that. Which kind is of. so hypocritical. Well, that's the that's the point of the which, movie, which, kind of, is that it's it's sort of hypocritical. Kind of. Like he's he he's he's projecting his own uh, uncertainties about what he's doing onto Batman so that he can 
take it out on Batman. Like if I if I if I if I get if I deal with this Batman guy, I can resolve my internal conflict. Which if that was better developed, that is yeah, that didn't really motivation. come across as such. It, well, yeah. yeah, it's because it's buried under yeah, all the other bullshit. Yeah, like, because it's poorly written. If that was better developed, that would be sufficient motivation. You wouldn't Absolutely. need all the Lex Luthor <laughs> contrivances. Well, the movie, even as written, doesn't need it. But there are so many things this movie doesn't need. Like it's it's there's a lot of just extraneous crap here. Like like the, like the flash forward. So Batman, a, a literal flash forward. The scene that is literally clearly made to like capitalize off of Fury Road. Yeah, but it looks like oh, probably. But it's like so. So Batman has this vision of like a post-apocalyptic future where Superman is literally Hitler, and he's just like killing dudes <laughs> before on using guns and stuff to fight back. And the idea is that Superman becomes Hitler because Lois Lane hey, Lois. dies. That's like the last thing tethering him to humanity. Uh, again, because because they're trying to kind of make him into Doctor Manhattan. Um. Well, that's the movie. It's like Superman almost becomes Doctor Manhattan, then he's pulled back, and Batman almost becomes Rorschach, and then he's pulled back from the brink. Is is kind of what it's I think trying to do. Yeah, this um, movie's Rorschach versus Doctor Manhattan, basically. Yeah, with, with but, but but with the but dumb, the moral the moral at the end is that they don't become those guys, right? Um, but the entire point of the like mature adult realistic superhero story is that they will become those guys inevitably. Exactly, because that's um, what would happen. But so, so yeah, so so he has, but, but but like he has this vision of the future where it's like, oh man, Superman could could be literally Hitler, and it's a vision given to him by the Flash, I guess. Uh, yes, Ezra Miller uh, making their first DCU appearance which i believe was uncredited in the theatrical cut uh it's credited in the ultimate cut uh but oh yeah as soon as soon as ezra miller came on screen i was like ben affleck run get out of there you're in danger uh yes also nice nice preview our next bonus episode we'll be doing a uh uh rundown on the ezra miller uh situation uh yeah although it's not we're we're gonna we're, we're, we're also gonna be you know because I, I don't doubt that, like, some heinous shit has happened to Ezra Miller as well, like, being a young child star. Oh, monsters uh, make point. monsters, like, man. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, uh, The Flash, which is, that's like a, but that takes place in a dream. Because then, like, after after The Flash, like, comes through a fucking portal after the post-apocalypse dream. Well, uh, no, I Warren's think The Bruce, Flash, then, the then, Flash then brings Ben Affleck like, wakes up. yeah. What? Well, it's, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's like it's That's also again, so, yeah, it doesn't. It's make totally un- sense. like like it's un- like, it's unnecessary. <clears throat> yeah, Batman, Batman's just like like the beginning of the movie and everything that like that that establishes enough cause for Batman to be like this Superman character is too powerful, he's too dangerous. I've got to take him down. Uh, like like that that is sufficient baseline motivation. You don't need. Of a vision of the future where Superman is Hitler, um, to make it work. Yeah, but that's well, but that's the thing. Yeah. With this this movie is it doesn't have like confidence or or the ability to just like do basic like just drama, like like, all, yeah. like the movie's constantly contriving reasons for Batman and Superman not to just like talk to each other. Uh, yes, ex- except as Clark Kent and and Bruce Wayne very briefly, and that's like like I like, if you're gonna, ha- but that's the thing. Like, if this should just be one movie. About a a kind of worldview conflict between Batman and Superman, 
and then and then they fight and then they come to an understanding. Then the next movie, you you can build on their relationship and make them go from like tolerating each other to being like friends and comrades, and then you can kill Superman. And enemies to and, friends and to lovers, the guys. League. There we go. Like DCU, hire me. Not uh, who's this new Kevin Feige guy they got? Justin Lin. Fuck, fuck him. Hire us, DC, uh, Warner Brothers. We'll 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 turn your shit around. We're uh we're we're James Gunn. It's gonna make all your movies from now on. And coffee. No, on. I am. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do all. Of You're, it's it's okay. Never. Stu's gonna do it. Uh, you know what? Perfect. Also, perfect example of that is the whole. Plot, this the whole side plot about Keith, the guy who lost the use of his legs because Superman Scoot, did 9-11. Uh, Scoot McNary uh, from Scoot. Wait, Fire. is his name really Scoot? Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, that's like a co- dog's name. Co- co-star with your your new crush uh, Lee Pace in the uh, underrated oh. and overlooked uh, sort of like uh, Silicon Valley drama Halt and Catch Fire. Very good show. Okay, and he's he he's very good in it. Um, uh, the, the whole cast net main cast. Okay, but idea. here's here's the thing. So but his character doesn't so, really make any sense. He's also just a living plot device. So Bruce saves this guy's life, um, and it like eventually it's revealed that somehow Lex Luthor has been intercepting the employees' compensation checks that Wayne has been sending this guy because after. The building collapsed on him. He had to have his legs amputated. And his wife left him. And presumably he became homeless. Because we just see him like... No, he has an apartment. Does he? Yeah. I thought he was homeless. No, he has an apartment because Lois Lane goes there and like finds... He's like, oh, he had... He wasn't planning to die today. Oh, yeah. But still, his wife left him. But so... But the paraplegic guy... So Keith, completely rightly, blames Superman... For for causing the building to collapse and hence you know usually com- not even use the lo- use of his legs he's like lost his legs beneath the knee uh you know yeah he's been Lieutenant and, Dan and he's been Lieutenant Dan so this is definitely Superman's fault uh but but a I just why isn't he also like he doesn't ever express anger towards wayne enterprises because presumably if if lex luther has been intercepting those checks which they only figure out like after he's been blowed up in it, congress it, in the it, fucking it, wheelchair inter- intercepting <laughs> intercepting the checks and then writing like ha, open ha, your ha. eyes bruce yeah. Wayne, and then sending like, them back joker and, but bruce which, hasn't even been getting those checks until after congress blows up which is just so again very yeah, so why isn't Keith also mad at why isn't Keith also mad at Bruce Wayne? Cause as far as he knows, he's not getting any of these checks from Wayne Enterprises. But like when he's arrested for spray painting false god The Golden God on the uh Oh yeah, there's this there's Which a Superman again, monument. Like- there's a Superman monument in Metropolis, uh, but it's it's a dedication to all the people who it's like a 9-11 ass monument. With all the names of the people who presumably fucking died during the General Zod fight, but at the center is a statue of uh, of uh, Superman. So it would be well, like you know what they say. It'd be like bin a, Laden, a bin Laden statue at the 9/11 memorial. You know. Well, you know, you know what they say in America. There's a prize at the bottom of every box of Cracker Jacks. 
What's what's the prize in this? Having your name etched in a, a, spiff, a, a spiffy monument uh, of Superman mm. at Ground Zero. Uh, yeah. So that's so for the like the first two hours of this movie until that stupid reveal. I was just like, damn, Wayne's health care and like workers' compensation program must be fucking awful. But it's no, it's yeah, just it's, it's just so again. it's so stupid and contrived. Just Lex like Luthor is just movie. Lex Luthor and time traveling visions of the future are making the plot happen instead of drama and character conflict. The drama exactly. and character conflict is like pasted there. Like on like it's like there in like cardboard cutout form, but it's not driving the plot. It like when it should be driving the plot, like 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 Superman should like attempt to talk Batman down and fail and drive them further towards conflict. But instead of having that scene, we have all of this fucking just needlessly contrived bullshit with Lex Luthor playing fucking puppet master behind the scenes, being responsible for every single thing that happens in the movie. Um, it, why? Or I guess yeah. maybe it's you know. I, I mean, if it's a studio thing, or or like a, <coughs> a blockbuster thing, maybe it's because they like can't. They they need their superheroes to be sufficiently heroic and and not have any kind of culpability. But it, like other than that, like I just like they don't have confidence in their dramatic writing ability, or it's or like a structure. Like we need twists and like I don't get it. I don't get why you don't. The other way you can do this sort of Batman versus Superman setup is you want to have like a direct contrast, whereas, you know, Batman's the dour goth, like jaded vigilante, whereas like Superman's just like, like just a fucking happy ass himbo, glad to be helping people, dimply, yeah. well, just, we get, Jonathan, just Jonathan Joestar. As, as Clark Kent, we get a little bit of that, you know, Lawrence Fisher. Oh, uh, but that not lecture. nearly enough. Not, not nearly, nearly enough. enough. But that's like, but that's the thing. Like, we could spend time having that contrast. Just the contrast and the conflict could be developed and moved along through drama and characterization. You know, and your 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 action here and there. But instead, it's all moved along through through plot contrivance and and twists and turns that just kind of exist tautologically for the plot. And it's uh, infuriating. It's it's infuriating maddeningly terrible writing because there is yeah. like there is a, a decent maybe even with enough revision a good movie buried in there like as far as superhero movies go I don't hate this movie I don't think it's a good movie I think it's pretty bad but it has so much like weird shit going on like that it's just enjoyable to see it go so bonkers in some aspects like did you notice like the eyes wide shut theme was playing during Lex Luthor's party was it yes in the back it's it literally the scene where you were talking about where uh uh, with the sword holy shit I did not notice that yeah it's the fucking eyes wide shut uh theme not the not the monks chanting but it's it's literally that yes oh fuck that's so funny it's yeah it's and then, like, they're... But that, that's the thing. Like, then they reference Lolita. <laughs> it could, like, the part... Oh, this was, like, maybe the this worst. Is, Jesse this, is the Kubrick, this is the Stanley Kubrick... This is the Stanley Kubrick 
Maybe that's what Zack Snyder's being like, oh yeah, I'm the Stanley Kubrick I want to be Kubrick Stanley Kubrick so movie. bad. That's such a funny thing to aim for for that guy. That's, um, I, I want to make my lead actress cry and want to quit acting. Uh, which apparently, in, in Zack Snyder's defense, apparently he's a very, very nice guy to work with. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Get the, I get the impression he's a pretty cool dude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't his know. His movies are for 15-year-old boys. What can yeah. I say? Well, I, but that's the thing. Like, for me, it's like, you, you like, push him, like, five degrees one direction or another. And, like, his, he, like I might like his movies a lot. If, yeah. if you just, like, like, just a few tweaks to the direction they go. And, like, they could be awesome. Like, he could be, like, a, like, like a real just sort of gangbusters genre action guy or if he was like 10% smarter like a, a Paul Verhoeven or, or sort of maybe something like 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 Hideo uh, Kojima then, in yeah. video games is kind of like a good example of this guy who's like a really dumb smart guy or a really smart yeah. dumb guy yeah um and all of his stuff is like 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 a lot of his writings like weirdly on the nose has a lot of overwrought symbolism but something about the execution in in a lot of situations not always makes it endearing and kind of winning Instead of annoying and ponderous, at least for me, and 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 it's like just like just just a little tweak somewhere or a couple little tweaks somewhere, and Zack Snyder could like be could be like a really interesting, engaging filmmaker, e- even if he's he in his movies. Like like yeah, I like a lot of dumb movies. Oh, it, dumb movies know, are great. Dumb, like being dumb and having bad politics don't make a movie in and of itself good or bad. It's just this. And it's it's because of these kind of overly pseudo intellectual, uh, kind of frustratingly bloated, but badly structured scripts, uh, and 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 storytelling impulses just undercut everything that could be kind of really good or interesting about these movies. Can we can we talk about Superman's Benghazi trial now? Because that's also a really funny what the fuck scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, first, big old first jar of, all, of piss. First of all, uh, it's nice to see uh, Zack Snyder is so good to work with that he hired back all the uh, uh, disgruntled crowd actors from Watchmen to pick it outside Capitol Hill. And did you see the one, like, Antifa, anti-Superman guy? No, I, I missed the small it's details like, there. Oh, there's one, there's one guy. Yeah, there's all... I gotta find a screenshot of it. But it's like, he's... There are people like holding up signs, you know, like you know, in support of Superman. Anti Superman. Like, get action. rid of this alien get rid of this, you know, illegal alien shit like that. And there's just one guy who who looks like you you'd look at him in like a, a protest crowd, you'd peg him for like an Antifa guy. Well, you know, both he's got like he's got like bad. a he's got like a ant like I wanna say it's a picture of super the Superman emblem with like the uh like a crop like an axe over it. Something like that stupid yeah. nose. Well, that's the thing. All the like graffiti and the notes, the things scribbled on those returned checks, all of it is like uh, really stupid and really on the nose and, and, and sort of also taking lacking from any Watchmen. kind of poetry or comedy. Yeah. Like um, Zack Snyder has his fate. Like it, it's a, it is a really good thing that we watched Watchmen before this. Oh, hugely. Impo- really, like, like it, it really is the Rosetta like a Stone. Yes. For, for making sense. Because Watchmen is. Uh, a specific adaptation of specific material that is fanboyishly slavish in a lot of ways, but is like so in its fundamental kind of worldview divergent from the actual intent of the original comic 
that the like well you know what the actual Rosetta Stone was right yes yes I do yeah I, I I don't I don't always know what's common knowledge I I, I don't I, I worry I don't it comes know, across condescending girls know okay, I, I'm, just, I'm just I'm oh. just kidding I'm just kidding. I just, I worry I come across condescending and then I don't explain things and then people are like, what are you talking about? It's, it's I mean, to be fair, I am, like, I may have higher degrees, but I'm really fucking dumb as hell. <laughs> and I think, just listen to any of our previous episodes, I have not gone a single episode without being wrong about something or poorly mispronouncing shit. Although that, in my defense, that's just like a natural Boston trait. So you can't if you're if you make fun of me for mispronouncing stuff, you're being racist against a Bostonian. Best part of my day is when I'm at Duncan. You think that's sad? Yes, very. And also you should feel bad for me because one fourth of our subway system is just down for the month. Uh yeah, let so Superman is brought to Capitol Hill or summoned to be to testify in front of Congress, including uh, what what's her name? Holly Hunter. She's uh one of the senators. She's what? She's, she, she's kind of running Kansas. The she's like a Kansas. Kentucky. Yeah, she's like a no. She's Kansas, isn't she? No, they they they, they call the junior the junior senator from Kentucky. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's doing also, that fucking southern accent. Also, where where in the United States is Gotham Metropolis supposed to be? Because if it 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 has it, it has it never must be been, Middle America then. No, no, it's never been pre- precisely specified. Oh, it's like so. It's like Springfield. Yeah, but it's generally taken to be the East Coast. Um, I, I was actually looking at this because the because this movie puts Gotham and Metropolis like They're right next to the each bay other. From each other, yeah, but like like a really tiny bay, like like yeah, like, which is like it's weird to imagine two big cities being that close to each other. I like to go to Windsor. Right, and not just like being boroughs of a larger metropolitan area or something. Yeah, and it's it's not even like like there's but, Boston, but also there's like Cambridge and Somerville, and those are often like lumped in with Boston, but they're separate cities. But they're not but like it's not, it's not two even like big cities with two they're big not, distinct no. downtowns, right? That no. are like comparable no. size. But it's no. like 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 Gotham's like sort of Philadelphia, sort of Baltimore. Uh, with with like some Chicago or something thrown in, depending on whose take it is on it, and then Metropolis is like mainly New York City, and and sometimes they're treated like they're on either side of Delaware Bay. Sometimes it's like one's New York and one's New Jersey. Sometimes it's like one's more like Chicago and one's like Baltimore or something. It it's very right. they're, they're they're not precisely located generally, but I don't know if any particular take on it like they can be. Close together, like American East Coast cities are freakishly yeah. close together by my standard, but close together where like you can see the bat signal from downtown Metropolis. I don't know if other takes on the material have ever put them that close. That just seems, yeah, that just seems ridiculous. Um, um, but it might like I don't know DC Comics well enough. That might be precedented or. I might be misunderstanding the scale, so I don't want to like like that's it's it's a bit of a nitpick, but it is like kind of funny to imagine two big cities with big downtown cores, like just within like fucking uh like like stones throw distance almost literally from each other. That that seems yeah. Um, but anyways, back to this Benghazi hearing. Uh, uh, Lex Luthor 
put a bomb in a leaden wooden uh, leaden wheelchair he gives to Keith the uh, scooter Mc, Mc, Scoot, whatever scooter Scoot, Scoots Mc, McGillicuddy Scoot McNary. Uh, he's a good actor and he because he's gonna respect. because he's 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 gonna testify in front of Congress about how dangerous Superman is because look at what he did he took my fucking legs man. Uh, and there's just a bo- what happened to you? A- Building landed on me. Testimony over. It, yeah. Uh, but bef- so so Superman shows up to Capitol Hill. It, and that's it's really funny to watch that scene like after like January sixth. That like, is, yeah, that does add extra layer to it. Oh my it. god, shit, Superman was there for, was at the Capitol riots. Superman stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Superman took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> uh, you imagine first, what Superman's sphincter could do to a turd? <laughs> Just launch it out there like a howitzer, blast it right through a wall. Fuck God. It's impossible. Lois could never have Superman's baby. Do you think her fallopian tubes could handle the sperm? I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. Uh, damn. Uh, but, so, and then we get, er, because earlier there was a conversation between, uh, I think her name is June Finch? Senator June Finch? Holly Hunter and Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, where of course Jesse Eisenberg is just being fucking awful, and uh, Holly Hunter says something about, like, pissing in a jar? Or her yeah, yeah, food? you... You, well, he's, well, it's like, oh, is this is this a, a weapon of assassination or a weapon of defense? It's like you can piss in a jar and call it grand. It's like some really like ill-conceived attempt at like homespun southern yeah. bright uh, uh, folksy thing, which like like that can be contrived if it's coming from a politician. But just it like a lot of the dialogue in this movie, it's just like trying too hard for how dumb it is, and so it doesn't sell at any level. Um, yeah, yeah, you so, can you can piss you can piss in a jar and call it Granny's sweet iced tea or something, and then yeah, she goes to sit yeah. down this trial. There's just a jar of piss. <laughs> There's a jar of cloudy piss. yellow piss. Christ, piss. Also, piss Christ, not actually piss. That's apple juice. Oh. Is that disappointing? That makes it a lot less blasphemous. I know, right? Which, which like also makes it funnier that people freak the fuck out. That, over it. Admittedly, yeah, but it's like this is also like this is really yellow piss. Like I don't know, like. You're like if you're pissing like this, you have got to drink way more water. Yeah, like, way I, more I water. think I think Lex Luthor needs to see a doctor. Lex Luthor is not properly hydrated. He's one of those like only drinks like diet Coke all day guys. It's, maybe maybe that's why that's why he looks like he's wearing a shitty theater kid wig. Oh god, that fucking that that wig is so bad. Yeah, too. terrible. That wig is that wig is like. It's like they took the wig they put on Henry Cavill in that like teenage flashback with the tornado. And, like bleached it and just put it on <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg's head, like it's it's also well, that's brutal filmmaking. Also, literally, we haven't, we haven't we haven't we haven't mentioned that Alfred is played by the god Jeremy Irons, and he's good. Which, Jer- Jeremy Irons is great in everything, but like, do not put Jeremy Irons and Je- James uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Why did I write James Eisenberg? In my I know, so I was probably thinking like James Isaac Neutron. James Isaac Neutron. <sighs> Fuck. Uh yeah, don't put those two in a movie together if you want the latter not to come off as like a terrible theater kid. 
Like, because Jeremy's, Jeremy Irons just, like, acts circles around well, again, like, everyone in this movie. The rest honestly. of the cast is great. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Holly Hunter's, I think, like, the accent they're trying to have her do and everything doesn't quite... Like, like they, yeah, there, there's moments... She talks like that, though. Oh, well... Something feels a little off about it. Like, every, like there, there's yeah. moments they might be let down. There's moments Actually. where they're let down by the script and the directing. But the rest of the cast is, is good to great. Actually, I really like Lawrence Fishburne a lot in this. Yeah, oh, oh, well, Lawrence Fishburne's just, like, great in general. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, but, like, just this, like, not, like, completely knowledgeable and heartless, but, like, very cynical, business-oriented newspaper editor. And yeah, it's just, he's, like, he's telling Clark Kent to go cover the football game. Not, cover the don't fucking con- football game. Don't concern game. yourself with Gotham's rising crime rate or the guy who dresses as a we, bat. We, we don't do real journalism anymore. Which got a, got a respect. Got a respect that he was upfront about the fact that his yeah. entire industry is, like, dying. Uh, yeah, which is really funny, that idea that, like, oh, there was this golden age where we used to have real journalism. It's, like, it's probably worse now than it was at certain other points in the past, but it was, like, a lot of journalism. Like, the big, the, look, it's, like, like um, the, uh, the, uh, the name of the paper, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Daily Planet. Daily Planet, thank you. Uh, that that should have been right there, because that's, like, a big piece of Superman lore, but, um. The Daily Planet is obviously sort of be like, oh, Washington Post, New York Times, that, that kind of thing. All those newspapers <coughs> from their fucking inception have been like uncritically. I mean, they, there's times they've posted good investigative journalism after the fact. But like editorially, they, they've generally like through their whole history, going back to like 100 plus goddamn years, been like totally like uncritically for empire, Absolutely. for the hegemonic ideology I mean, um, why do you think that that line in Doctor Strange Love is so fucking funny? Our source was the New York Times. Just, that's the greatest just, uh, fucking that I there I've already named a lot of like greatest fucking lines, but that is also like that is right up there with bitches leave, like right up there with bitches leave. Our our oh god that movie war. I got to rewatch no that no years. I gentlemen mean, you can't find I know here. it's this the really the obvious room. one but. No fighting in the war room is so funny. <laughs> uh, he'll see the big board. Oh, just this is the war room. Oh, yeah, God, God, that's just, the way he says. Uh, fucking George um, C. Scott says that with like this, <laughs> the same seriousness as like like a child who's telling you about like his like an episode of his favorite TV show. Like it's the most serious thing in the in the world. Like yeah. Oh, a to- yeah, total a total adult baby in that movie. It's so funny. Speak, speaking of adult babies, listen to the new season of Blowback for some really great Douglas MacArthur stuff. But I I digress. Batman, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which just doesn't mean hardly fucking anything. Um uh, yeah. So lead 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 lined um lead lined wheelchair. That's a weird looking wheelchair. Which which like okay that's that's a Superman thing. He, his X ray vision can't go through lead. Um, but arguably you'd think he'd notice that. And it's like that's weird that like that there's a there's just a void in this fucking wheelchair. You'd think that might catch his attention. It's it's like a fucking uh, Professor X ass wheelchair. Like it could still blow up, but like he could notice before it does or something. Look at this Apple fucking product looking wheelchair. This is beautiful. Like it's a it's a te- no one told him it was made by Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that's why that's why Superman couldn't tell it was a bomb. It was just some Tesla batteries. God. Oh man. Uh 
or 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 a stack yeah, so of uh, Galaxy Note sevens. I think I think that was twenty sixteen. <laughs> well, twenty seventeen was when we had like that would have been about when this movie came out, right? When that was happening. Or, no, that was twenty sixteen. No, twenty that was twenty sixteen was also the clown scare. I think was it? Yeah, it was like the year before. Yes. I feel like the clown scare was not that long before that first It movie came out, which had me wondering if it was a contrived marketing stunt. Also, uh, It 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 follows, not a sequel to It. E- even though it seems logical, it would be. Do I need to it watch It Comes at Night before I see It Follows? No. <laughs> No, I watched that. It's not great. It's that. That's one of those ones. Yeah, it's a boring A24. It's a one of those boring A24 ones. That's one of those like we only people like elevated horror yeah. is kind of like a bullshit derogatory term. But that that movie, I think, fits that description where it's just like a bit too up its own ass and ponderous. And, like, look how clever we are. It's a horror movie, but there's no actual monster. People are just paranoid or what the speaking fuck ever. Of, speaking of being up its own ass, uh, what about the part where... Uh, uh, Gal Gadot gets to look through a USB drive that's showing you all the next movies slated to be. <laughs> oh, all the Justice League characters. Yeah, and and it's got their fucking logos. And it's like a, it's it's just like this is the DC Phase Two slideshow, and here it is because. We're in such a hurry to catch up to Marvel. We're going to put our big. We're going to jam our big team up movie into a Batman and Superman movie uh, before we do the in- the movies introducing the other fucking characters and we're just going to be like, look, it's Aquaman. Yeah, he, ca- he comes out like a fucking a shark out of look, it's the Wonder side Woman. of some ship. Uh, and that I, I will say the little the little sequence with Cyborg was pretty cool. Just just because I, I just kind of, I just like the visual of like, like a, like it, it reminded me like very of a torso, yeah, oh, like a very torso, ghost in the shell. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, the the effect was a little dodgy, and, but and like a cool get, image. For yeah, sure. we get um, footage of uh, Ezra Miller stopping slash. Although we could, you could arguably say nowadays, it's just footage of Ezra Miller robbing a Wawa or a convenience store. Uh, yeah, it's for the file and flash has like whatever like security camera footage yeah the flash he can show you his dong in public so fast you don't even see it yeah uh oh yeah we get the we get to see the uh wonder woman picture with chris pine oh yeah yeah there's chris pine more like chris fine i i know i know i've i've you love your cemented myself i cemented myself as a chris evans girl i am a chris evans girl but chris pine is also very fine I like how you've got like your like on one hand you've got your like very conventionally attractive hunk guys, and then on the other hand it's like James Spader and James Gandolfini and just like not James. Weird- I've never said I, I liked James Gandolfini. No, oh, who said that? It's what my old man would have called the Wonder Bread Wop. You know, he eats his Sunday gravy out of a jar. A lot of women do are really horny for James Gandolfini, actually. Oh, oh, I. He's got a lot that. of charisma, yeah. But like you've got like your like weird character actors who play perverts in movies. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know, I just get a kick out of that. I just, I I find just women be freaks. Oh yeah, women are freaks, and I find it endlessly fascinating, because I think there's, like, a lot more variety there than, than there is with men, generally. Uh. Like, women will constantly surprise you. Uh, hold on, where, I'm, I'm, like, trying to go, like, by where my notes are going, and this is, like, the, this is, like, the back half of the movie, like, before, like, the climax, where it just kind of, like, 
which climax? The climax or the climax? Exactly. Uh, uh, well, we could talk about uh, Lex Lex Luthor abducts Martha Kent to get Superman out of hiding because Superman blames himself for not stopping the bomb. Yeah, Congress from going blows off up. An eagle easily, arguably, should have seen coming. Like he's a fucking Superman, so he goes to the Arctic for a while and talks to a a vision. It's it's uh, just a go, movie force trope. ghost of force ghost of yeah, Kevin Costner. It's just it's just a movie thing where it's like it's kind of like a representation of an internal monologue or internal dialogue. Yeah, but it's also yeah. kind of a ghost. But um, I remember Do South used to do that. Uh, the the guy's dad would show up as kind of like a ambiguously ghost or mental vision to talk to him at one point, at a few points. But um, uh, sorry, getting my train. The, one of the things that bothers me is like, like I get like Superman, like okay, Superman's kind of like fucked up because he couldn't stop this thing from happening. But the fact that he like helps drag people out of the rubble for like five minutes and then leaves, and then leaves, he leaves, and yeah, and then why? That's, that's the basis for everybody blaming Superman for doing the bombing for a little while until that's kind of just sort of dropped. Little, but, but here's yeah, here's and then the they're like, thing. oh wait, it was a wheelchair. <laughs> here's a fucking thing. He's Superman. If he was going to blow up Congress, he'd fly in and use his laser vision and blow up fucking Congress. Who's going to stop him? What what need does he have for subtlety? He's fucking yeah, Superman. Yeah, and also, like, what, in in the grand scheme of things, for, for Lex Luthor, what does blowing up Capitol Hill and trying to pin it on Superman do in the end? Because it's already firmly established, like, A, from the end of Man of Steel being like a thousand nine elevens and be like the first half of this movie that, you know, Superman is a polarizing figure. At least, although one thing one thing this movie absolutely fucking needed, like, you know, outside of like Lois or Martha or whatever, it needed like like I'm picturing like a child or some someone who like a child who like Superman saved who's, like, you know, rooting him on, really believes in him, and, like, you know, like, yeah, cause, someone cause like that, at one point, that. Lois is like, there are people who believe in you and need you. And it's I'm like, like, who? Where? Who? Yeah, we, where? We get a Show few, like, <laughs> crowds shots here and there, but we don't, like, that's not very well, de- like, yeah, it's a thing that's, like, said, but not developed. But that, that's the fucking thing, is this movie is, and I feel like this is kind of a Christopher Nolan and maybe Dave Goyer thing, uh, this movie is, like, Story story is subordinated to plot. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes. Like we yes, have a plot yes. and it completely fucking comes at the expense of having a story. Um and, and it's and yeah, it's again, it's another like excessive uh, and it's not that I mind excess in the sense of like big explosion, but it's just like plot-wise, we're just spinning our wheels and wasting our time giving more justification for a conflict that's already sufficiently justified so we can have more of this just fucking bullshit. Like, like things happen because the plot needs them to happen, but because they're driven by plot and not story, not by, like, character, they don't land with much impact, right? They, they right. don't, you don't feel an inertia or, uh, or attention, um, because you never really believe anyone's motivations. It's like playing a Bethesda game. Like all you, you've got your stock, you've got your characters doing their their things, but they don't feel like people with motivations very much. Even though the cash is trying really hard. Um, 
Yeah, and then of of course, so this kind of leads us to I think it's time we we talk. It's time we we need to talk about Martha. Uh, starring Tilda Swinton. And Ezra Miller. Oh. And Ezra Miller. Ah, there's a, there's a reason Ezra Miller is so fucking terrifying in that movie. It's uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. So this movie is like from from the jump when it came out, and to this day, everyone still clowns the Martha thing. Which, you know what? It's stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid. It's 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 um a like a little like like microcosm of the problems with the whole movie. It's stupid and contrived and way too on the nose. And there's a million other ways you could have gotten to the same point with the same conflict that would be more interesting and convincing and, and have more tension so, than saying yeah, yeah. Like, like Martha's going to die. Like he's, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like, he's saying it because he needs to say yeah. Martha where it's like, why couldn't you just write this? So you get to that point. Yeah. Any oh. other way. You're letting him. Kill Martha. What does that mean? Why did you say that name? Find him. Save Martha. I mean, everyone probably knows like vaguely what the scene is, but how it plays out like in dialogue is also experienced. Academy Award nominated and or winning, if I'm remembering correctly, with yeah. the words Argo won. Fucking screenwriters. Yeah. And this and this is what they give us. Yeah. Like it's... fuck me, man. This so, is something like I write when I was 14. Like, and and like we already proved this when we talked about our uh Suspiria 2018, which you can listen to if you subscribe to uh Patreon slash Marvelous Death, uh for at least $3 per month, you can get access to bonus content. $3 for the content, $5 for the clout. Buy my book! Um, yeah, like, we talked about how, yeah, like, how integral, like, themes of motherhood and mothers and, like, the, you know, figure of the mother is that movie and how it's constantly reinforced one way or another. Like, but but nobody movie, like finds a really like awkward, unnatural way to shoehorn their mom's given name into a fight, and with a guy in a robot suit, and like I, it could this could work like something like that could work, but we needed like more scenes of like Bruce Wayne actually interacting with his mother Martha. Like hell, even if he's like in his lab or something, fucking around with a new. Uh, Roblox ass armor that 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 armor literally looks like a Roblox suit. Uh, but like even if he, he just like looks at a portrait and he sees her or something, like just keep reminding us of like one way or another. Like it comes down to setup and payoff. You know you can't. There's no satisfactory setup and payoff if you're just like, oh wait, both of their moms are named Martha. Well, that, that's and that's the thing. Like like the plot like the basic architecture of the superman batman conflict as i've been saying it works fine enough on its own without the contrivances and without all those contrivances filling up space and the justice league bullshit and the doomsday death of superman shit that could all be like two other movies like you could have time to just use dramatic interaction to develop that conflict and develop their 
<coughs> relationships to other characters and then the f- put some fucking tension in the fight and give them like a way more organic moment to to come to terms as the fight concludes right and then like have a denouement where it's like it's just like instantly like your mom's name is Martha I trust you cool, now you're my best too. friend like yeah. just like on a fucking dime I trust you now Liter- you're my it's best on friend on a dime and it's yeah it's, and, Lo- and and Lois coming in it's like his mom's name is Martha uh, uh can I can I also just read like this is the way the Wikipedia like synopsis like plot of the movie describes this moment and what it does like how it's supposed to work uh uh believing superman or believing superman is referring to batman's own mother batman hesitates in confusion uh he's he's about to stab him through the face with a uh kryptonite infused spear uh, also uh, that kryptonite infused spear yes we'll talk about that okay uh but he he hesitates in confusion long enough for lois to arrive and explain what superman meant Recognizing Superman's previously unknown human heritage and innate potential for good via their shared connection. <laughs> what shared connection? They're being, having the same fucking name? Batman sees the error of his ways and promises to rescue Martha. Oh, yeah, Martha, uh, fucking poor uh, Diane Lane has been, like, brutally abducted and, like, Polaroids of her looking like the uh, lady from Dario Argento's opera. Just like this, 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 like the mook shows him off, and it's just like she looks like a giallo victim. The guy's holding her hostage. One guy's got a fucking giant squad automatic weapon pointed at her head, like a like a big machine gun that like one guy in your squad carries to like provide covering fire, pointed at her head, and then the other guy's got a fucking flamethrower. What? Why are they holding her hostage with heavy weapons? Why? Because because Batman has to come in and kick everybody's ass, and like the. The, the they, warehouse they can scene. Have, Everyone's, they can everyone's have, been talking about the warehouse scene. They have the heavy scene. weapons, but why are they menacing, like, a 60-year-old woman who's tied to a chair with them? Like, a baseball because bat would be sufficient. Because, it's like, oh, oh, because, oh, did you catch that line? This was also really fucking funny. Like, if I was holding someone hostage, I just want a handgun. That fucking, like, it's Browning because, no. or MG-42, whatever it is, would make my arms real fucking heavy or tired. No, Sue, it's because, it's because the, uh, like, the Russian mook said... Uh, or, or was it Lex Luthor? Uh, because she's the mother of Superman. Or God, that makes her a witch. So they're gonna fucking burn her at the stake. It's time to pray. Oh fuck! Just I must have missed or forgot that line. What no, the- it's it's so it's so stupid that even if you caught it like I did, you're like that's fucking stupid. Because that's a that's an analogy you're just pulling out of nowhere. Like yes, it's an analogy you can make, but you haven't set anything up for it well it's like the fucking angel and demon thing you know lex has got that fucking oh yeah well now we know actually the demons come from the sky and you know batman's the demon and superman's the angel we turn it upside down blah 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 like just good good lord that's just just get off the screen jesse eisenberg can't come up with anything fucking better than that but like again it's like aiming for like like profound and deep but it's just so fucking half-assed and superficial it undercuts uh everything about the movie um and that's what when and that's these fucking again because they're trying to make in addition to Zack Snyder kind of sort of doing his Watchmen but with actual DC characters they're also just like trying to do Dark Knight again 
because that was the really big DC hit. That's the template. Uh, and it's just yeah, like that movie was lightning in a bottle. And trying yes. to replicate it just means replicating all of its flaws without any of its virtues. Because honestly, it was kind of a fucking fluke, that movie. You know, I think everybody involved's careers afterwards kind of shows that. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of this hostage scene, I'm pretty sure one of those like hostage mooks. Yeah, now I'm, I'm using your word now from now on. Um, I'm pretty sure that was this, that's Zack Snyder. One of them. Oh, it might be. If, if you're, he's you're, he's like the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I'm going to get my ass kicked by Batman. That's going to be awesome. Which, like, fair enough. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? It's, it, if it's his fanboy dream, let him live it. Uh, also, how the fuck? Again, we haven't even we haven't even really talked about like Wonder Woman in this because I, I do remember say about movie, I do remember when this movie came out. Like a lot of people were saying she was the actual best part of the movie, which is like she's what? Fine. Yeah, I mean she's fine. I don't even say she's fine. She's Gal Gadot is a bad actor. Fuck. I mean, she's oh right, not I a forgot. That's the other member of the cast that's weak. Yeah, but she's like barely in this movie. And- but exactly, because she's yeah, she kind of just she just fucking communicates on aim with Bruce. That that first <laughs> that first scene where she's like like uh, investigating Lex Luthor and doing this kind of like sneaky shit in disguise at this party almost has me wondering if in like a much earlier draft that was supposed to be Catwoman. Hmm. Um, like yeah. I, I don't know enough about Wonder Woman. Maybe that's like part of her modus operandi is to is is to do. Well, she's stuff supposed to be an antique dealer. Like, um, yeah. So, but like I, that I that 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 interaction almost felt like it sh- it could have been like a Catwoman Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it, 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 Selena Kyle Bruce Wayne type of interaction, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, but, but yeah, like, and- I mean, it just doesn't need to be in this movie at all. Uh, yeah, ar- arguably she just. Yeah, she just shows up to kind of have a girl boss moment and throw a lasso around Doomsday, which, uh, yeah, Doomsday, the real the fucking troll from Lord of the Rings the fucking that gets troll made, from Lord of the Wings, which is be- because Jesse Eisenberg drips his blood on blood Zod's corpse, like, on Zod's corpse, which is yeah, uh, which which Lex he's Luther convinced got access to one of the uh, Kryptonian ships that they. Found, presumably it was the one they no, found it's the, in the it's Arctic. The, it's, no, it's the, it's the crashed it? one that Zod and company oh, okay. got on that dead planet yeah. to Earth. So, um, so first of all, like, just the, they've just been, I mean, yeah, they've been keeping Zod's body, like, in the government. And, you know, uh, Lex Luthor did some insider trading with, like, the government to... Uh, well, that that's get access and then fed and then fed yeah. a fed an employee a Jolly Rancher to get uh, access to the ship, which is like. But then, like, how the fuck does he? How the fuck does he know like how to create this monster? There's no plan. He just like he he just there's just a shot. He's like waiting in this disgusting like pool, and he just has the corpse, and he just cuts his hand. He's like crying. It's like what the well, fuck? Well, he is does going on? like he does like I guess off kind of like he, he starts talking to the ship's computer because I guess he's the only guy with his huge brain who figures out to like put the key in the ignition and start the fucking spaceship. Well no what which he, which he starts needs, exactly took, like a Honda Civic. He took uh kryptonite and he sliced Zod's fingertips off because the ship has 
uh, fingerprint technology. Oh, did I? Oh, I fuck. I must have missed that while I was writing my notes. I just saw him like take the key out of the thing and put it back in, and the ship started up. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but yeah. Like, also, nobody figured out like okay, a fingerprint thing. That's not hard to figure out either. Like it took him to figure that out. But but like it's like you know the ship is like. We've got 10,000 files on Kryptonian history and bullshit. So I guess like off screen, he does a, he, he does a, a Mia Jovovich and yeah, uh, one of several Fifth element. Yeah. One of several like off screen, like scenes that like, there's a whole fucking like Batman raids Lex Luthor's like headquarters and we don't get to see it. We just see the aftermath of it. Like yeah, he which, shows which, up like, try, all the other like, bullshit in this movie. Yeah. Like that could have been it's like, why? Because again, that like, you know, some of our some of our fans, some of our listeners, uh, when you know we were like, oh, we're finally watching Batman v Superman, and was like, what are your thoughts on the warehouse scene? What are your th- thoughts on the warehouse scene? It's good. One it's of a, our it's listeners. A good ass fight. You know who you are. Yes, you know who you are. Uh, it's a it's a good fight scene. It's a good fight scene. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Oh, it's a good fight scene. Um, no notes, but that's because so it's also like using very little CGI. Uh, exactly. So it's it's it's, uh, it's a guy in a suit doing stunts, beating up other guys in suits, and it's good. And, and it's, the car yeah. chase is, is decent. Uh, yeah, although I I in the interim between our last episode and this episode, I finally watched Heat. Um, personally, I I think Thief is better in terms of uh, my man, uh, Michael Mann. Uh, your your but, man, man. My man, man. Uh, but. Un- unquestionably, like both Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan owe like millions of dollars in residuals to Michael Mann because they've ripped off so much of his like aesthetic and his. Oh, shit. oh yeah, The Dark Knight is is totally like like owes a ton to Heat in particular. Um, God, you know, I want to rewatch Collateral. I remember that movie being awesome. I haven't seen it since it came out. I feel like Tom Cruise would make a really good Superman villain. Tom Cruise. Dude, no, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is Lex, Le- Luthor? Lex Luthor. Holy shit! Oh, dude, that if you're getting like if you're gonna make Superman movies, that would rule. If you could talk him into doing it and get him to Warner commit Brothers, to it. please hire me. Like, yeah, that rock man. He'd be. <laughs> they, they, Warner Brothers hires me, and the first thing I do is is release the devils from the, the <laughs> underground chamber it's being kept in. Uh, no, dude, yeah. To- well, Tom Cruise is like great as a as a villain or as like a smarmy yeah. piece of shit. And it's something he does way too rarely because it's kind of his strong suit, I think, honestly. Because he's also probably that in real life. Batman, you're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin is. Uh, yeah, well, he's like, he, some kind of like narcissistic psycho. But um, but he says, I think he's just too much like committed to being Mr. Good Guy, Smiling Tom to do that. Like you're like I don't know what I don't know how they get yeah. when he does. Like that's what makes Edge of Tomorrow so good is that for most of that movie, he's a shithead. Yeah, he keeps dying, and that's live, Pete, or die, right? And and he keeps dying. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is slightly, I think, underrated movie. I think that one. Yeah, a lot of people really like that, that. I think as time goes on, that one's going to accrue a, a place in the the kind of genre action film canon. Oh, can we gotta we gotta bring up we gotta talk about the spear. Too. Yeah, the lance of Longinus. <laughs> the lance of Longinus that Lois throws into an underwater like dr- church knowing so she knows it's bad why could she have just left it alone and then 10 minutes later she's like oh shit i think they need this well that's that's wayne manor right is it that's the ruins of wayne manor all burnt up 
Or I I had a little trouble following which abandoned building was which. Um Honestly, I have like no I I have like no visual, like temporal like idea. But like, yeah, it's like flooded and she throws it down like a flooded staircase into some flooded basement. Like, well, here's this like ultimate weapon. I guess I'm just going to toss it into a flooded basement where no one will ever find it. Um, Yeah, I'm sure that will And somehow she realizes that it's... Well, she knows knows it's... Well, no, she... You know, know, I I, can believe... She knows it's Kryptonian, like, elements because it was fuck around Superman. But then, I, I but can, how does can, she? How does she know Krypton, like Kryptonite, works against Doomsday? Because he came out of the ship, I guess. Yeah, I, but how I, does she? How does she know that it's actually like General Zod Freakazoid? Uh, like again, like how does she? Why does she throw it? And then she go, and then because she's got to go back to get it. It's not actually her that drives in and gets it. It's fucking Superman. Well, no, she she, so, she dives in and almost drowns, and Superman pulls out the heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost drowns, and she pulls him out. Um, and then she throws the spear like 10 feet so Superman can get back up. And then he's like, Lois, I love you, and you are synonymous with the Earth uh, because I guess I can't love humanity unless I love a specific person. Lois because, is the key. Well, that, that's the thing. Clark, uh, uh, Father Kent, Clark Kent, the only thing stopping them from becoming like black pilled fascist is pussy. <laughs> yes, that's in yeah. This, no, that's the, that's literally the bottom line. Uh, yeah. I if, just if Lois yeah, Lane no, dies, Batman turns it or Superman turns into Hitler. Yeah, and then there's Alfred is begging Batman to get pussy to stop him from becoming a fascist. Yeah, to be, becoming yes. increasingly fascist. Oh, he is. He's like, that? please go back to the party and find a woman to fuck. Please, please. please. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of hearing you like masturbating and crying in the other room, Master Wayne. And and he's uh, just not like, I've got no, I, I am darkness. I am the night. I've got no time to fuck. Yeah. Uh, Which like, okay, yeah. So Superman fucks, Batman doesn't. That's uh Yeah. And, and Superman dies here, which is, uh, which is so pathetic because it's not even the kryptonite that kills Superman, although it, it, it's weakened him. Yeah. But he's just stabbed through the heart by Doomsday. It, there is something slightly anticlimactic about the way that stage. He plunges yeah. the spear into Doomsday, and Doomsday just kind of like, "Up oh, there you Ow. go, got you back." Whereas I like, it's kind of like he knows he's going to his death, sort of. I kind of like it was like explicit, like, "No, the spear will kill him." As yeah, he's killing then, Doomsday, it, it's, it's just, also I don't know, like, just like I give it a little more weight. Well, I know, like, Wonder Woman's got, like, the fucking lasso, and she's, like, trying to keep Doomsday in place with the, las- the lasso, but, like, presumably she could have just picked up the spear, and Superman yeah, he didn't have he to go near he, it. he could have tossed it to her and yeah. kept Doomsday, yeah. Oh, that would have worked. But no, that, this, you know, this that movie, reminds me of? The movie has to happen. That reminds what? me of Fallout 3. Uh, okay. On its original release, before they added expansions. Uh, there's like at the end of the game, even though it's like the the original Fallout games are like really heavy on player choice and different branching yeah. options and stuff. It's like this game has this linear plot it wants you to do in between all the amusement park stuff and side quests, where oh Liam Neeson's your dad, and you want to find your dad. Oh boy, Liam Neeson's my dad. Yeah, and it and and and, and it ends with um you have to like go into this irradiated chamber and like plug in some number that's like a reference to something that happened in the tutorial when you were a little kid, the flashback tutorial and, and die. And you have to sacrifice yourself. Cool. You have to sacrifice yourself at the end of the game to complete cool. it. And 
you can get a companion that game who's a mutant who's immune to radiation. Okay. And you can ask him to just go in there and do the thing, but he's just like, uh, no, this is a thing you have to do. This isn't my fight. Even though he's just been following you around, killing mooks for you for like hours and hours and hours. Um, they, they eventually, because they added DLC where you survive and they, they patch it in, they have the, but the original ending of the game just like, no, you have to sacrifice yourself. There's a way out of it, like right there. That's super obvious. But no, nope, you have to sacrifice yourself. yourself. You're too beautiful. But that's like, again, that's the writing of this movie. We're contriving situations because we need them to happen, uh, but we're not. And it's not like a Cinema Sins nitpick thing. Like, if, if other parts of the movie worked better, I wouldn't think about the. Like, but that's the thing. Like, if a movie works well enough, you let you the stuff slide. You, yeah, don't, you think don't think about think it. Think about that shit. Like, aliens, I watch aliens. I don't think a lot about how it's weird that there's nobody who stays up with the spaceship. Right. You're never going to stop thinking about that now, right out of it. But, but like you watch Aliens, you don't really think about. It. Oh, it's, it's weird that there's like no crew on this logo. But it's a good enough movie. You don't care. When when you get hung up on this stuff, it's because the movie's not engaging you. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's evidence number one. That's why. Like, why do you think our own discussions of these movies are very tangent prone? Because it's it's with with a movie like this, like it's death by a thousand cuts. It's yeah. a lot of. Smaller flaws and problems with the writing uh, and structure and, and stuff that kind of hold it back. Um, like I said, like like a couple of script revisions and just lopping out the studio mandated Justice League shit. This could be like a decent or even a good movie. Right. Um, I mean, the the ending, You, I look through your notes and that little ending because it's, you know it's what? Yeah. that... That uh, Clark was had a engagement ring. He was going to propose to hey, Lois. Yeah, he had he had it shipped. He had it shipped to his mom's house, so it'd be a surprise. And she found Just, it and, and gives it to Lo, uh, Lois right before the the funeral. And it's and which you know confused it is? me. Which confused me because it's 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 they're they're cutting between like a memorial funeral service, like you know, with yeah, the, the, the Superman troops. gets the big troop. Parade, and then Clark Kent gets the little funeral in the in the in the Nebraska in the uh, Kansas wheat so, field. So, so which means how how did the Kents get Superman's body? I'm, I'm did, okay. You did know what? The I U.S. Can, government not check the fucking coffin that they're I, burying I to this, see that there's a body in there. Well, they said they're not. They're not even burying a body. I, I can let this slide. Uh, okay, I, I can let I this slide. I could like Lois is like right there when he dies. Batman's there. I'm sure they could contrive to get yeah, okay. Superman out of his duds and then just be like, move his body over a few feet and be like, oh, no, small, <laughs> like beat reporter Clark Kent died in the in in the in the in the um, uh, collateral damage. Uh, it's like the they never found Superman's room. body, but he was nuked. Um, I can let that slide. I can okay, I can just imagine okay. that happen. That's that's doesn't bother me. Although Superman but, could not be taken out by a nuke. <laughs> well, no, he it, he wasn't, but exactly. Um, but like you know, the government may or may not know that for sure. But but anyway, the the engagement ring sequence is just like it's it's subtle, it's it's small scale, it's quiet. There's no big profound dialogue yes. or epic music sting. <laughs> Uh, Martha hands her the ring and she just kind of sits there and looks at it and 
and I and it's not like I was bawling or anything, but like I felt an actual feeling. Yeah, which I mostly didn't through this entire movie. Or, yeah, or that's, most of that's these your movies. like that's your like um, putting her in the water, Peggy moment. Yeah, and it's you know? like you know if the movie had a lot more of those moments and without all of the totally unnecessary and counterproductive like plot superstructure taking up space. Like, yeah, it would have been a good movie, even if it's still like overall like because The Dark Knight, not really any smarter of a movie. Um, but it just like says, just like it, it, it happened to work. And like it, this movie. Yeah. And like, yeah, this movie like. And and Heath Ledger. Like, if, like it could still have questionable liberal politics. It could still be kind of stupid. But like with a few tweaks, like it, it could be like it could work. I could buy the characters enough and enjoy the action enough to be like, that is a solid fucking superhero action movie. Um, you know, like the Batman. I, the, which the I new still one. haven't seen yet. That's um, kind of how I feel I, about I've that gotten, one. I've gotten more interested in, in seeing it uh, in the in the months since you've recommended it to me because I'm yeah. like, again, it's like one of the very much like Captain America where the, the primary appeal of that movie towards me seems to be just like that both the lead leads are hot like Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson together okay i'm i'm in oh yeah oh yeah i i want to watch i want to watch hot people on screen what can i say i do yeah um well speaking of oh well the one thing i the one thing i do want to um so there's no post credit scene for this this is a fucking marvel uh, we do get to see uh, Batman confronting Lex Luthor in jail, uh, being like, uh, well, it, Batman's whole thing is that Batman, he, uh, he's been branding people with, like, uh, the bat symbol. And and for some reason, when they're branded, they get murdered in jail. It's never explained why other criminals would want to kill the ones that are branded. Which at first I thought, like, oh, does that mean, like, Batman's only, like, branding pedophiles because if so that's fucking awesome oh that's you fine go, yeah yeah I can, I, can, but, I can roll with that but no it's like regular like like drug dealers like there's that one guy and they show his like his like wife and child and it's like ugh, it's miserable but, but yeah anyway, batman batman goes to lex Luthor and Ar- uh he's like yeah they're, we're sending your ass to Arkham it, Asylum. in defense of this movie like it's supposed to be bad that he's doing that yeah and his character arc is him not branding lex Luthor at the end but just punching the bat symbol into the wall beside him yeah which like like again i don't think from a writing perspective it works as intended but i just it's again like I think the people being like, this is just black pilled, grim, dark, fascist. Like, no, no, that's completely no, it's mystery. It's, it's just you didn't it's like really the movie not. and you don't like the, the Zack Snyder stuff and you're giving it. An, and it's that thing. You don't like someone. You don't like something. You give it a needlessly uncharitable reading. You you deliberately kind of blind yourself to it or, or project what you want to see or what you don't want to see onto it because he didn't like it. And I, I I'd like to think like all of the digressing to give things credit where it's due. I, I'd like to think we're just trying not to do that. Oh yeah. And in no. turn to understand what these movies are actually doing or responding to or, or the content and why people like them and go to see them or don't. Um, I mean, if you want to like have criticisms against this movie, well, we just gave you two hours worth. 
oh, of, yeah. like, viable criticism, you know? But, like, But, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to think, like, you know, we, we, we give these movies... We, we try to take them as they are and criticize to the best at which we can perceive what's actually there. I mean, like, sure, like, I went on Twitter and said, uh, Zack Snyder sucks cocks in hell just because it's, again, it's, it's, this oh, is okay. fun. Okay, I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, fun, he's, but ha- he's having a little fun. I'm it. having fun. But, like, no, I don't. And I, I just, like, I we're not, <clears throat> as much as I might get a little out of pocket with my frustration with bad writing, like, at the end of the day, like, these are just movies individually. None of them were really mad about, I don't think, on it, like, really earnestly. It's just collectively what this kind of massive media consolidation and just sort of the development of the political economy has kind of done to the medium as a whole is, is the thing we're actually mad at because it just means less and less room for real movies. Which I, well, I guess this is a real yeah. movie. It's not a good one, but... It's, it's, it's a realer it's, it's movie a re- than either Man of Steel or Thor 2. Oh, yeah. Like, Man of Steel is also a real movie. It's just a much worse real movie. Thor 2 isn't a real movie. That's that's the no, dis- that's the distinction. That's still you know what that's that's still so far the worst thing. I mean, it's we've still like studio compromise, but studio compromise in the way most movies are to some degree or another. <coughs> Although, as we've delved into the background more on Marvel and some of this stuff, I'm starting to wonder if like the these movies are made by an algorithm thing is totally true, or if maybe they are an auteur project. They're just an executive producer auteur project led by Kevin Feige, a man whose brain is so perfectly smooth it's indistinguishable from something made by an algorithm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we finally reached that part in our episode where we recommend you watch something else. Uh, and and uh, obviously, our it always comes with, like, in parentheses, just watch RoboCop. Uh, this was a little... this was a little harder um for me to think of like a direct alternative of um so instead i'm, I'm gonna recommend a uh very little known movie that uh is actually a really good sort of satire on like superheroes as a figure and as like representations of like american empire are you gonna say mystery men no, no. <laughs> Although, fun fact, Mystery Men, the climax of that movie, that is shot in the uh, same mansion they shot uh, both the, the Casper live action movie and the uh, Everybody uh, Backstreet Boys music video. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I can I, see yep, it now. Yep, I would, I would know, I know that set, like, back my... I really like that movie. I, I know that kid. set it's, from anywhere. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for it, but um, I'm, I'm going to recommend it's a movie, it's a French movie uh, by uh, William Klein from 1968. It's called Mr. Freedom. Uh, it's 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 on Criterion, so if you have a Criterion channel subscription, you can watch it for free, which is great. I recommend everyone get a Criterion subscription if they don't, if their like local library doesn't carry Canopy or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's like a it's a really great like 60s satire. Uh, basically taking like oh this is what the real captain america slash superman would be and it's just this like insane right-wing like wacko dressed in like football and hockey gear who's you know trying to trying to stop the evil commies and and whatnot uh uh delphine sarig is in it the great delphine sarig uh 
it's yeah no it's 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 a it's a really really great it's one of those like you know like new wave ask like french movies um and oh there's also there's a uh the 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 bad guys uh one of the bad guys is in like a giant inflatable like <laughs> it's credited as inflatable red china man <laughs> and it's just this like it's it's like a fucking like uh like Macy's Thanksgiving Day ass parade balloon uh, of just like an offensive like caricature of a Chinese guy. It's this this movie's it's it's got the same like le- it's got like a very Verhoeven esque uh, like edge of satire to it. So I I really highly recommend checking out okay. Mr. Freedom. Mr. Freedom, hell hell yeah, um, yeah definitely in the anti anti MCU. Uh, canon. So, so I rewatched a, a very beloved classic film recently with my grandma. I was just looking for something to put on that she'd also enjoy, which is not always easy. Uh, Schindler's List. Not quite, uh, but you know, you're, you're looking <laughs> for you want your action. You want two super powered guys duking it out. You, you want some heady themes and some sentimentality and kind of everything that the modern blockbuster is always trying to be and has been since this movie came out. You want that triple digit millions of dollars budget even before adjusting for inflation oh, yeah you well, you you want some jesus christ allegories my friends terminator 2 judgment day still one of the all-time so, goaded action movies so that, like that is the, the first modern blockbuster that is not not necessarily you know totally in like story or structure but in like tone in like that kind of four quadrant Yes. Mix of like genre and action and, and sentimentality and family stuff and, and humor and, and yeah. thriller stuff. It's like that is that is the movie that I think like every blockbuster since it came out, good or bad, from Jurassic Park to Independence Day to the Avengers to this, has been chasing. That's yes. that's the template. Because like the, the budget for aliens wasn't that big. No, no, none of those even even Batman 89, which went very over budget, was half the budget of Terminator 2, and they came out very close yeah. to each other. Not, none of those movies had a budget like Terminator 2 did until Terminator 2 came out. Yeah, but you so know what? I'm... They spent that, they used CGI for like the one thing nothing else could do, which was a guy made of liquid metal who shapeshifts. And it still works. It and still awesome. holds up. It and still everything else up. is like when they drive a great big fucking truck off a bridge oh, into the LA Canal. So they actually drive a great big fucking truck off a bridge into the LA Canal. And and uh yeah, Linda Linda Hamilton's uh arm muscles, not CG. Those are all oh, no, Li- Linda real Hamilton is- guns. She's jacked. Oh my god, she's so great. Like I think like especially the part where she's just like cocking the gun one arm. You gotta be strong to do that. That's actually hard so to do. Badass. Yeah. It's so Oh, she's awesome badass. in that movie. No, Ter- she's Terminator so good. 2. One of the best to ever like in terms of like 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 if we're like talking about like if we're gonna have Hollywood blockbusters at all and like what we actually want them to be versus what we get. It's not like, oh, this needs to be so intellectual and so deep and like like art films it can like I love my art films, but you know, if I'm gonna have a big spectacle movie. Terminator 2 is like that's the benchmark right yeah. that's 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 the apex of what I want to get if we're going to have Hollywood movies at all and it's falling so short of that or you know Jurassic Park or something like that or even Independence Day that makes um 
all all this stuff so very very frustrating right it's like we have slid backwards in terms of like how good these movies look how exciting the action is how good the writing is how like tight the script is and and like how well structured the pacing um like terminator 2 is still like it's like terminator 2 matrix mad max fury road mad max fury road is like the last great hollywood there's a epic action movie like there's definitely a crisis of spectacle and i don't i don't know i don't know if i recommended i i can't recall if i talked about nope on our last episode because like jordan peele's nope definitely the best film i've seen uh so far this year um also a very like spectacle heavy movie that very much harkened back to that like you know the writing's good the action is great like you know things have like a form and are realized and they're set up in payoff. And like, that, and that's that is... sort of like classic, like, you know, in the, like when we think about like, Oh, they don't make like, you know, these Terminator two or RoboCop as like blockbuster movies anymore. They still do, but they're now like so rare because the majority of what's coming out of Hollywood now is just IP, IP Bukake fest. Yeah. But, but it's also like, um, like a big part of it is the, writing well yeah, yeah. Exactly. Big part of it yeah. is doing something other than putting everything on a green screen but the other big part is the writing like you watch terminator 2 or like jurassic park it's a movie made to be watched more than once it's not yes. like it's like crazy deep or anything but it's like there's foreshadowing and things are set up and there's like a t- some attention to detail and just like solid characterization and dialogue that that you want to revisit and like the movies like they're disposable they're not made to be watched more than once. They don't. This is kind of why I want to do the the new, not the side movies, but like the new Star Wars trilogy, I think would also be God. worth looking at. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because like J.J. Abrams is big. It's like, where it's like superficially, you know, his movies very propulsively paced, like reasonably well shot, decent action. You know, some lines. Yeah, that, like, like my first published the paper first was on The Force Awakens. So yeah. there's something there. But then like you watch it again or even you just think about it too much after watching it and it dissolves like cotton candy in your mouth. Whereas yeah. like Jurassic Park, like a solid fucking restaurant meal. Right. It's got the some substance. Those, you, watch, like, you watch it again and you can see it's like, oh, look, now that I know what's going to happen in the movie, I can see all these fun little setups and, and things like it. it, it there, there's 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 something it's got some fucking architecture to it it's got like jurassic park is like as old as i am and the like effects for the like the dinosaur effects still hold up it's one of the earliest movies i remember like seeing yeah like they the the dinosaur effects still look better than like a lot of shit that's coming out now well and and why they do and again like this is part of like like that craft but it's well one thing is like jurassic park has a great script like that is a quotable for a movie that's nominally about the 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 awe of seeing dinosaurs stomping around. That's a very quotable movie, right? Oh my so God, many, yeah. so many good lines and bits of dialogue clever delivered girl. really well by a really good cast. Yeah, clever girl, like all of Jeff Goldblum's ranting, um, his his flirting with um, man kills dinosaurs, women women inherit the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The great Laura Dern. Great Lord, like great script again, like another good example of that. Um, and and again, it's just like yeah, a bit of craft, a bit of attention to detail, a bit of respect for the audience. Um, 
which the Jurassic World does not have any respect for. Oh no, Jurassic World is dog shit. It it's like that. That movie should just be like thrown in the can alongside Space Jam, like two. Oh, just, just yeah, wor- like worthless. Bury, bury it, bury it, bury it. Uh, throw Jesse Eisenberg in there. He really, you know what? He he. Overstate is welcome. We don't need him anymore. Oh, to the electric chair with you. You oh, you've Lord. committed a crime against cinema. Go to the electric chair. Uh, oh. Give him I the mean, chair. Well, ride the lightning. You know, well, at least well, we have Suicide Squad next, so that's. Through early morning fog, I see I've visions already, I've already of the seen squad it. to be. No, it's just going to be. It's no. It's. I know it's going to be even worse. Wait, do you, do you know the Mash theme has lyrics? No, from the movie, the Mash theme has lyrics, and they're all about killing yourself. It's called suicide. Oh Thomas. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like when you. It's like when you get someone to listen to like Calm Suster Todd for the first time and like they hear it and they're like, oh, this is like Hey Jude. And then you're like, really oh, it's like, like hey suicidal Hey Jude. Yeah. It really is just it's Hey Jude. Literally suicide, uh, suicidal Hey Jude. I love Calm Suster Todd, but like it it really is like Hey Jude <laughs> compositionally and, and sound and production wise. Oh my God. Can we, you, can, you can go now. Nah, can we? Can we? Nah, 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 like right along with it. <laughs> Oh God, it's gonna be. Although, although at least Margot Robbie, she even though that movie does her so dirty, and yet she still manages to like be the standout in like a movie where a- she's another given, one, like another hot one. topic slogans to say. Another one of your crushes. I just, I just have respect for a hot girl. Oh, who doesn't? I just, I just respect a hot girl. But, oh, oh yeah, and yeah, Sydney Sweeney did nothing wrong. I've, I've never seen her anything, but I've seen her boobs on Google Image Search. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. All right. Well, oh, did we do our shout out for our most? Oh, recent- we got we got a new Patreon or our new patron. Uh, our newest, uh, we have a new five dollar producer. Uh, it's uh, Jay Jack Xavier. Uh, thank you, Jack or Jay or however you like to refer to yourself. Uh, thank you very much for your money, and we won't piss it away on dumb shit like Legos, like Christian. Also, don't bl- Christian did not escape from jail. Don't no, I don't believe that. that for a minute. Don't believe uh, that. Christian couldn't like escape a Walmart. Uh, couldn't a- get anyway. out of like a box, <laughs> like an Amazon like box that's like taped so, from the inside. So this is our longest episode ever, and we are still coming in a half hour shorter than the movie we're talking about. And we had, we we almost never come in shorter than the movie we're talking about. <laughs> although, although we're like. Stuff's obviously going to be cut from like the raw. Oh yeah, lots of me coughing. Like ten, ten yeah. minutes of me and then, coughing and then so hard to... I throw up a little bit and have to go clean <laughs> it up and get some medicine. And folks, if you have, if, if you know how to cure like <laughs> a four week photo bronchitis, please, uh, uh, please DM me, please. Please, I, um, I don't want to have to put out a, a like. I need a new co-host. Mine died <laughs> from bronchitis. So um. That's that's our uh, that's Batman our v Superman Dawn of Justice episode. Uh, again, thank you so much to our listeners, Patreon supporters, anybody that's shouted it out, shouted us out, or, or supported us, or even just like dropped in to say, "Hey, I like the show." Uh, means a lot. And uh, uh, cinema is dead. Long live cinema. Suicide Squad next. Yeah, go watch something else and watch better movies. 
Bye, everybody. False God bless. Bruce, I think it's time we put our differences aside and work together. Why? I, what? I mean, why? You're Batman. Yeah, and I have no special powers. I'm basically just rich and nuts. Rich and nuts. Bruce. Your scientific mind alone is completely useless when we have a man that bullets literally bounce off of. Your fighting skills. My main nemesis is Bane, basically just a roided out jock with a gas mask, and he straight up broke my back. You could have taken him down with one hand, and with the other hand, you could have just jerked it. Super jerk. It's just, I don't, you're cool. I, I can't re- recall if I talked about Nope on our last episode. Well, I suppose some mishaps are unavoidable. <laughs> no! Furious George, what have they done to your beautiful face?